Hello and welcome to the Mega Squad Pod, hosted by me, Cal Bromley, and joining me as ever is the fabulous Wiggy. Hello there. With a fantastic pause, as always. And we're not on our own again this time, Wiggy, because we are joined no. by a very special yes! guest. That is the incredible Sam. You are not alone. Hi. That was what made, oh, no. made me think of. I thought I'd start with a song for you. Can you get that's the rights? The most, that's the most we've had than just a hello. Hello. <laughs> I like that. We'll keep that. Um, oh, welcome to the show. Back this week, you can't hear me sing "Bring It Back," which annoys no. Cal every Bring week. Bring it back. That one. Yeah. yeah. Sing so it back. It's a part of the show that we. I always say the first bit, and then he decides to continue it when I ask him not to. So that's like a little thing that he likes to do. But we're Cal not Bromley doing that. Fun this week. ruiner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're damn right. <laughs> well, welcome to the Just show. Keep anyway, me in Sam. order. But thank you work. for having me. Excited to be here for your special edition women version. Woo. Yes, because if you I guys haven't have realized... said the name of the episode, then I'm sorry. No, it's fine. Though. If you guys haven't read the episode, you just decided to click on it instead um, and start listening. It is all about women in video games uh, for our feature presentation this week, which we'll get to a little bit later on. But first of all, we're going to kick things off. We've got interviews as well. Yes, we have. Do you want to interrupt any more? <laughs> do you want to just... We just get I did on that on purpose. Show? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I'll be good. That's fine. Yes, we have got some interviews um, that I've uh, conducted over this week that I will be putting in later in the show. Um, so you have those to look forward to as well. So let's kick things off with a little bit of what we've been playing this week. And I think we're going to start with Sam, who is our cool. guest for this week. What have you been playing this week, Sam? Uh, so I've been playing um, Persona 5 on the PlayStation 4. Um, oh I'm my enjoying God. It. Yeah. I love that game. So, uh, disclaimer, I'm playing it for the second time in a row. I finished it at 100 hours and then immediately just started again on New Game Plus because I was like, I didn't play this right. I missed half of the things and it was really fun. So I'm playing it through again so as good. a binge. I do want to play you know it again, but I dropped Looking the PS4. Not physically, yeah. by the way. Sorry. You shouldn't have got rid of the PS4. <laughs> Yeah. There's been so many opportunities for you to go back onto that PS4 and you've decided, nah, I'm going to get rid of it anyway. And now look at you. You're nah, I well, no, only play sports, shooting and racing games. The original plan was to get rid of my PS4 when the money was good and then get a PS5, but that never transpired. So <laughs> I made good money on my PS4 before the money dropped. Um, and I'm now just in that no man's land of not having a PlayStation. I mean, well done for taking the plunge, but... I'm crying every time because there are things that you you know, Ghost of Tsushima and Persona that I can't play on anything else. Hmm. God of War. I mean, well, there's Persona Five Strikers on the Switch, which you can always play. And also on PC, which I have. So, and also on the it's Switch, like a, it's a poor man's version of Persona Five. <laughs> <laughs> I, I that's interesting because I don't know what it is. I've 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 seen Persona. And I've always looked at them and thought I might play them, but I can't can't deal with turn-based. Um, Strikers like turn -based is basically strategy. just the fighty bit of Persona. So yeah, you wouldn't see, like that one? No, I I definitely need the story to keep me entertained at least. And then it, yeah, when it, it comes to the battle side of it, it's like, yeah, I'll, I'll do that. I'll deal with that. 
when it comes. Yeah, I mean, it's turn-based, but you can click the little thing to just make them hit each other. It's nowhere near as fun, but it is quicker. Um, <laughs> so it's, quick. a, it's a JRPG. Um, the lead character has committed a crime at the very beginning, and so he's been sent to live with a guardian, and he's going to school. And that's the most spoiler-free way I can tell the story. Ooh, that is... That's intriguing. And then it escalates. Right. Then it escalates. Yeah. Um, so it's <laughs> like... Uh, relationship building and skill building and um, like accessory improving, um, crafting stuff, general living a life building. as well. Living, going Which to is, school, going to school, getting a job, Answer, answering the test questions from Google. Oh, see, on my first playthrough, I decided to try and uh, do it. I only failed one test. I was quite happy with that. I mean, I don't fail any because I Google the answers. <laughs> Are, these genu are they genuine questions? They're not just like events that have happened in the game and stuff. Yeah, 100%. You learn about like Japanese history and the silver ratio. I'm just trying to remember other things. They ask you questions about like, um, in English, what does this mean? I'm like, I got that one. Wow, that's actually quite cool. Yeah. I quite like that. I, um, I kind of want to go back and play Persona 4 as well, which was also really good. Maybe I should say this now. I'm not a giant gamer. I've played a lot of games, but I'm not like uh, well versed, shall Get we off say? The show. So leave the show. <laughs> um, thanks so much for having me, Mega Squad Pod. Nice to meet you. Goodbye. <laughs> we'll have no views. <laughs> this, this women in video game episode is going to go downhill if we don't have a woman who plays video games. I play video games. We just said yeah, that. I know, just but if you leave. Funny. If you oh, leave, I thought you meant I was making it go downhill. Oh, no, 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 not at all. Stop <laughs> derailing our show, Sam, God damn it. The, the closest I've played, go back to the Persona thing, the closest I've played of that is uh, Joker in Smash Brothers. That's the closest I've played. And like, I, I like He's the him. main character I actually play in Super Smash Bros. Nice. Yeah, like, I'm he's, a, he's a good, good character. I like the stage. I ain't got a fucking clue what's going on with that stage because like, I've not played the game but um, is it Morgana is the cat yeah, yeah. Morgana's the cat it's a cat in a game um, that that pulls me in um, and I've actually and got a friend called cool. Morgana you definitely enjoy it and he is super cool Yeah, I will give it a go because the art style alone drew me in and I do like the way things are laid out in um, with the HUD and that that just looks beautiful that's beautiful. It's never been really replicated in anything else that I've seen. So I will. I think I'll something... work in a grocery store if you really want to. Why did I <laughs> yeah. call it a grocery store? I'm not American. Because <laughs> that's probably what um, they call it in the game. I think no, the translation is that, Yeah, convenience store. Yeah. So Wiggy's just being American. Um, I think the thing I really like about it is um, how it's like time limited. So you only get a certain number of months to achieve it all. So, like, oh. when you get to the end, you're at the end. That's it. Because oh, you go to bed so and you wake up and another day is starting. It's mm. not like... So can you <clears throat> technically just turn around and do nothing and the game will finish? Like, you, you could just do nothing throughout those months? No, so you'd get a game over if you missed uh, the palaces, which you'll find out when you play it. You're going to play it. Okay. Um, but if you were to just complete those in a really, really basic way, 
you could get through it without basically improving anything but i think it would be or doing your life really boring <laughs> I'll give it it's a probably go. something speed runners have done isn't it where they've just gone blah, 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 i'm done yeah yeah you'll find those i just every game i have a disdain for speed runners because i don't see the point Sorry, we're oh, not going to get into that. Good discussion. We'll have an episode yeah. on speed running. <laughs> yeah, because I, I would disagree with <laughs> you there, Wiggy. I think there is an art to it, but yeah, like that's another episode for another day. Um, is there anything else you've been playing, Sam? Is it just just that one? And that's not a bad thing. Uh, have I been playing anything else? No, I've been watching James play uh, my partner play Ratchet and Clank. But that's it. Good game. I haven't played it. Oh, that's that's your next one. Very different from Persona. But yeah, go for that. Go for that. Just a bit shooty. Yeah. yeah. Listeners, you don't know, but Cal just made a face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was sort of like, ee! and I, I didn't know how to like defend the game. But yes, it is very, very shooty. <laughs> like, you, can't, you can't escape that bit. You unless literally you just have a use... gun. <laughs> yeah. I was trying to think, like, how much do you use that gun? But the guns are quite inventive, they're still guns. quite creative. Sci-fi, but they're still guns. Yeah, but like the 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 disco ball and stuff. That's some that's of them look like ball. fun guns, but they're still guns. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, I mean, that's quite a controversial statement about an AR-15, then, but I'm not going to do it. I'm just going <laughs> to leave that fun. out there. Yeah. Oh, well, moving on swiftly then. So that's a little bit about what you've been playing, Sam. That's a good selection, I would say, there. Um, or a good game. Very good game. Not that I played it. Good game. But Wiggy said it is. So we'll go with his <laughs> So that's it, yeah. Well. And the internet. Right. The internet says it is as well. On the internet. But who we don't trust the, the internet, internet, eh? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Wiggy, what have you been playing this week? How many lives say Cyberpunk, I'm going to punch this screen. <laughs> You know, there's been two episodes before this one where I have not been playing Cyberpunk. And I can tell you now, I have not been playing Cyberpunk still because I'm waiting for the patch to come out that they keep saying. It's coming out this month. It's it's not out, is it? It's coming out this month. It's still not out, is it, CD Projekt Red? Just, I've played the game through three times now. And now I want it with a few less glitches and you're just not releasing this patch. Plus... This is just, I'm going to, before I say what I've been playing this week, I'm still frustrated by the fact that in the future, in the dystopian future, where everything's going wrong, there are no hairdressers. Why are there no hairdressers? I create my character at the beginning of the game. That's the hair I've got for the rest of my life. Because, you know, I can augment my body and get different body parts and stuff and change the size of my cock if I want to, but I can't get a haircut. I've never noticed that, you know? But I've not played enough of it to, to explore the city too much. Did you just say change the size of my cock? Uh, yes, yeah, so you can, yeah. in Cyberpunk, you can change the size of your genitals <clears throat> and your pubic hair and your breast size. And the really cool thing is it's not gender specific either, so you can choose your um, what your gender is. Identification. <gasps> Why? 
So at the moment, I actually would like to ask that I question. Know. I'll fucking know. Because literally they made this big thing about it when it was coming out that because it's a dystopian future and cyberpunk is all like sex, rock and roll, drugs, blah, 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 blah. World's fucked. I'm a rebel. Um, they made this big thing and everybody were like, oh, okay. So it must be because there's like sex in the game and there's all this and that. There is that you can get joy toys which are androids that are just basically made for sex it's like a blade runner thing but there's no like you don't see your genitals in those scenes just happens a bit like in gta and it's just like well why have you just given us the ability to really customize our character and then never used any of it it's a bit like haircuts do you get like um like character benefits from using the joy toys and they're more or less good benefits if you have different genitals no. i was just like no i'm trying to Not find people. joy in these genitals cal come on <laughs> yeah like I, I, this is from someone who spent a good part of probably two seconds going yeah that'll do I'm not. <laughs> it's not going to be a major part of the game that i'm going to be interested in you know like you know and then there's me who's benefits, like dissecting the character generator when I'm making it like, oh, okay, so you can do this, you can do that. Oh, I could be circumcised or not circumcised. None of this really matters to the character, but I'm interested in why they've put this here. Um, and then, yeah, nothing came of it. I just wanted and to I regret my hairstyle choice for the entire game. I know I'm going to keep one of the quick that. little selection yeah. that said that you could basically ask, does this help me in a fight? Can I use it as a weapon? No? Okay, cool. <laughs> just randomly select it. Don't care. Just do I whatever have you never want. once wondered if a video game avatar was circumcised or not. That's never something that's ever crossed my mind. You will now. <laughs> you try playing Ratchet and Clank now. Oh no! <laughs> you won't look at Clank in the same way. <laughs> oh. God. Uh, and I realised that I turned around and said, "If you talk about cyberpunk that you've been playing, you again, started I'm this you conversation." Yes. Yeah. And now. So go on then, Wiggy. What, but anyway, what have you been playing? So I've been playing two things. So I've been playing a lot of games with my sister over the last couple of weeks because she's been really helping me out. So we've been playing Halo Wars 2, which is really cool because I like it as a, a real-time strategy um, and I love the Halo universe. Um, <clears throat> and I think it's really kind of... Um, it's, it's much better than the first one. And there's more to do and you have to think about the sorts of things you build and the units you need to counter other units and um, how frustratingly good the computer is if you put the AI on heroic. Um, me and my sister were playing in a match the other day that went on for 60 minutes because every time we gained some ground against the computer, the computer would screw one of us over. In the end, we came up with this really good tactic, which was... I let myself get into this huge kind of battle around my two bases, drew the computer in to fight me continuously over and over again, whilst she and our AI snuck around the back and destroyed all their bases. Um, so that was a good tactic that got to the end of it. But <clears throat> it is really good. And it's a nice, because it's like, it's not slow paced, but it's also not fast paced. You can also like chat and stuff while you're playing it. So. I've been enjoying that, which is really cool. I still need to do the campaign. Um, and then the other thing I've been playing is uh, Middle Earth Shadow of War. So okay. I played Shadow of Mordor. Um, I never picked up Shadow of War when it first came out 
because of all the loot box controversy. And it was back in the day when they were like, yeah, you need to buy all these loot boxes, pay to win, blah, 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 all that bollocks. And the point that Shadow of War was a game that you could not complete unless you bought loot boxes. So they stifled progression so much that in order to beat the game, you had to buy loot boxes. And when I heard that from all the reviews, I was like, as much as I love where this franchise was going um, and the whole alternate universe thing for for the Lord of the Rings universe, um, that's just no. But then they released the Game of the Year edition a couple of years ago. Well, a year ago, I think it was, just over a year ago before lockdown. Um, I picked it up on PlayStation and never played it. And then it was on Steam sale for $7.99. And I was like, oh, that's under £10. I'll pick that up. Um, that was the voice I did as well. Oh, that's under £10. I'll buy that. Um, and I've been playing it on PC. I think one of the my favorite things about having it on PC, though, is that I can play it at 120 frames per second. So sword fighting and parrying is so much easier. Um, because the reaction times are better. Um, but the thing I love about it is that you have to build up your own army of orcs. So you're the Bright Lord, and then you've got the Dark Lord, who's Sauron. And so you're, like, your plan is basically a Celebrimbor. Um, I won't go into the mythology of Lord of the Rings, but Celebrimbor was the person to first forge the rings, um, and Sauron then like shanked him um, and took ownership um but you play as a ranger who was killed on the wall of mordor um and then as he was dying was possessed by the wraith of celebrimbor so you're part wraith part gondorian ranger um which is really cool so you have combo abilities but in this one the whole premise of it is different parts of mordor have forts and you those forts are run by um orc warlords um, and it kind of Mordor runs independently from these warlords. So Sauron lets them do their own thing. And the whole idea is that to protect Gondor, you want to take Mordor over from the inside. <clears throat> so the ranger wants to protect Mordor and Celebrimbor wants to kill Sauron. So together you kind of work that. But the thing that I love the most about it is the nemesis system. So for those of you who don't know the nemesis system, the whole thing with that is that every orc kind of has a personality and a set of skills. And if you kill an orc, that orc might have a blood brother who will immediately take a disliking to you and come after you and hunt you down. Also, sometimes you'll kill an orc, but then he'll come back from the dead. So he wasn't actually dead and he's got it out for you and he's more powerful and he just ambushes you. as time goes on, orcs will kill other orcs and take their place and become more powerful. Um, so you could be fighting and you could make this strategy of, I'm going to kill that chieftain and that chieftain and that chieftain and infiltrate the fort before I invade it. And then when you've killed one chieftain, another one has been replaced by someone else. And you're like, oh, my plan's out the window now. Um, but orcs have the best personalities. I just love them. They're freaking hilarious. I must um, admit, most of my time was going around just to just to find the orcs, just to see what they were I saying. Don't. <laughs> um, but it I know exactly really... what you mean. Sorry. No, go on, Cal. I was going to say, like, I, I know what you mean, but I got so frustrated to the point where I thought, "This is all I'm doing. I'm not doing anything else in this game other than 
collecting more orcs and just working my way up <laughs> in a in a slightly different shade of leaf environment. Like that's all it was, and it, I loved the first game, absolutely adored it, and I had really high hopes for the next one, and it just it shattered all of my hope. I think it's been made better by the. I don't know if you've played the game with the year edition or not, but <clears throat> not in twenty FPS. I haven't. <laughs> fucking fucking PC guy over here. Yeah, that's me. Cal's still bitter because I got a PC, and secretly hey, he really wants one. He brings <laughs> it up in every single podcast. Like, it's only because oh, I'm, I'm I literally am playing it on PC. It'd be really crap if I was like, I'm playing this game. Where are you playing it? I don't know. Um, I haven't played a game on PC since The Sims. And I mean the the Sims, not the Sims Two. I mean the Sims. <laughs> the Sims, uh, showing my age. Good old Sims when they had burglars, yeah. which they removed because it was controversial. <laughs> I didn't know that was a thing. Well, I, yeah. I don't play the Sims. I and you could literally burn your house down without a smoke alarm, and the firemen would turn up. Oh, yeah, just make a toasty if you're bad at cooking. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think actually that Sim lives above me now. <laughs> 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 and if oh if they hear that that's going to be a little bit of a nice dig into it isn't it we'll make sure they listen to this podcast oh um, I, I, was, I was just going to be really horrible about my neighbor that's not necessary Save that well, for another say, day. Like, the, the, the more you do that the more likely they're there going have you listened to this and then we're going to get views we're going to get listens. So, oh, yeah. you, you, we're not on you YouTube yet. Like I know I fucked up. All right. <laughs> That's coming in the future. Um, yeah, I was going to say, Cal, you promised me this wasn't filmed. I'm, li- I'm in a dressing gown. <laughs> yeah, this don't worry. I, no one wants to see my face. Um, so, oh, definitely not going to be. We filmed. all love you, Cal. We love you. Thank you, Wiggy. People can't oh, see right. your sincereness because it's not being filmed. Because it's not there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's literally there. just about to say, because it's <laughs> hidden away in a box. Because I save it for things that I say sincerely. <laughs> Which is rarely. Um, no, so that's what I've been playing. Yeah, I think it's... And I've just started the Blade of Galadriel because in the Game of the Year edition, you get Bruno's story and you get the Blade of Galadriel story as well, where you can play as them. Um, so I started You're still talking about Shadow Gladry. of War. Sorry. Yeah, of course I am. <laughs> You've gone on to another fucking game. Or hang on. <laughs> what happened to the Shadow Cal of War? leafing through his notes. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't part of this. Script. There is no script. Oh my God. But yeah, so that's really good. And it's a very different s- skill set as well. I'm not looking forward to the Brunor one because the Brunor one is Iron Man mode because Brunor is literally just a guy. So if you die... You have to start the whole story over again. So that's way too much effort for me. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's that's too much. Way too much. (laughs) Yeah, no, nice little selection of games we've had from both of you, and I'm going to come in and ruin it. (laughs) Yeah, come on, Cal. With my selection, Um, do you know what? I've not been playing a tremendous amount. Like uh, things have happened to me since the last episode, and I've I've not played a lot of games to be honest. Um, I've just been sorting shit out. Um, but I have started playing a little bit more with some friends, and we've started playing a little bit of like Battlefield Five online and, and stuff like that. But we decided to friends. venture. 
You have other friends? Yeah, I know. And they also uh. think of me as a friend. How weird is that? <laughs> that hey, Wiggy, they have PlayStations. <laughs> uh, um, it's but we've, we've been playing... It's true. <laughs> we, we decided to start our, our adventure on Sea of Thieves, um, which is... Th- that was quite fun. So I managed to record some of that because um, I got a game p- capture card as well. And it was just great. We just had a bit of a laugh. None of us particularly knew what we were doing because we were all new to the game. And that just made it even more hilarious to the point where we actually managed to sink our ship in the middle of the ocean. And we do not know how the hell we managed to do it. Um, For those of you who don't know, Sea of Thieves is a pirate game made by Rare. Men drivers, am I right? No, that's fair. I was driving at the time. (laughs) Uh, but none of us knew what had happened we basically one of my friends just said um there's a lot of water down here um and they they'd repaired all the all the holes and they were like there's still water coming in to the point where we, we all just went to below deck and there was just no point because it was all underwater and <laughs> we were all there with some buckets trying our hardest um and then the boat just sank just under the water, had to be rescued by a mermaid. Um, they managed to get a new ship, which was hilarious, absolutely hilarious. And we hope to do some more like adventures soon. The time that we were playing it with Moby, and we were looking into the distance and saw that ship, so you decided to fire the cannon at it. No, 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 that's not what that's not. What <laughs> oh, no, happened. you lit the beacon, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, no, I didn't know what was going to happen. Basically, Sam, there was this. Um, beacon that could be lit at the top of a mountain didn't explain what it does doesn't explain anything about what it does I don't know if it called in reinforcements I don't know if it called in well, I say reinforcements, called in like a, a, another ship or anything like that um, so I lit the beacon and we were immediately bombarded by um, a, a crew <laughs> of Let's, random um... people we just need to take it back a little bit. So I'm looking out to sea and talking to Moby and going to Moby. Um, there's an enemy ship over there. We should probably be really careful. And then Cal just tells us, oh, I've lit this beacon. <laughs> and me and Moby are like, why would you do that? I've just told you. There's an enemy <laughs> ship. I didn't hear you say it. I... <laughs> 100% understand, Cal. I am that gamer. I'm the gamer that just goes, do that. Thank What's going to happen? If it doesn't yeah. explain it, I'm just, yeah. I'll, I'll try and see what happens. Uh, Win, lose, or draw. That's it. Just have a go. Yeah. It's only um, a game, isn't it? Exactly. But there were, there were dire consequences to that. Yeah, there were horrible. <laughs> we lost a lot of treasure. As in, we, we lost everything. <laughs> we did. Um, so that, that Including was respect for Callum. Yes. Yeah. yeah, including respect. Um, and it's you're much better was... at Hunt Showdown, yes. Yeah, we're much better at that. <laughs> much better at Hunt Showdown when I'm not screaming. Let's get on that um, again. Yeah, we definitely do. That could be our next playthrough. Anyway, that's an aside, it could be. Um, so the other game I played, uh, since last recording was a game called Blasphemous. Now, this is quite an interesting one, but my God, is it frustrating because it's so, so difficult. Um, it's, how can I describe it? It's like 
Dark Souls, which is a very cliche thing to say, but side-scrolling and pixelated, if that makes sense. So story-wise, I don't, I don't know a tremendous amount of it because it's, it's slowly unfolding. The more I'm progressing, it's starting to unfold. But um, you are a person who is religious in some shape or form, um, it, it's got a lot of religious context around it. Um, there's lots of blood. I didn't know that blood. from the title Blasphemous. I Shut could up. never have predicted Shut that. Up. That's rude. Shut up, rude, Wiggy. Um, but there, there's listen tons to our of blood. <laughs> <laughs> um, and basically, there's <laughs> just different areas to explore. So it's like a Castlevania style or Metroidvania oh, style. Castlevania. Um, Metroidvania, interesting. Have you never heard of Metroidvania? No. It's it's those kind of games. Oh, oh I thought it was oh, an actual research. game. No, 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 definitely not. Although that would be cool. Um, but it, it, it gives you the freedom to explore wherever you want. So... Um, if you want to go one direction first, you can go that way. If you want to go a different direction, you can go that way. But if you say, for example, went down the left path, there could be some items on the right path that could help you a lot more when you're dealing with the left path. Um, or so I've gathered. It's very, very hard. It's so unforgiving in some cases. It's just to the point where... I, I don't know how anyone could have done this to a person <laughs> in some <laughs> cases. But it's not deterring me from carrying on. Like it it I could be sat there for a good half the an dark hour. Dark souls effect. But yeah. Like I could be sat there for half an hour to an hour just trying to defeat one enemy, having to go all the way back to the previous checkpoint, kill all the other enemies that I had to kill along the way, to then die from that same enemy and go back and do it again. And it's just a never-ending cycle until I defeat that last one. And then there's something else on the other end, and that just fucks me up as well. But it's it's so... It, it's such a beautiful-looking game in a weird gothic sort of sense. Like, I like stuff like that. I like horror. I like gothic um, um, styles, should we say. And it, it ticks a lot of the boxes for that. It ticks a lot of the boxes. It makes me feel a little bit uncomfortable, especially seeing some of the enemies. Like some of them are sort of dressed as nuns and they've got these sort of weird, um, almost like coffins that they're dragging along. And then if you get too close to them, you'll be on the other end of that coffin or you'll be in that coffin rather. Um, like, because they'll just destroy you. Classic um, nuns. So we now move on to the section Send News, which, if you're not too aware, and Sam, if you've never heard of that before, it's not our freaky-deaky way of enjoying the news. It's just uh, our way of delivering some news. As you said, Send News, Wiggy's moving his camera around that makes it look like... <laughs> <laughs> it's like, Wiggy, not, not now, not yet. Yeah, no thanks, um, mate. <laughs> so, it's a whole new week. level of friendship. No. <clears throat> Over the week, I've gathered some stories from the Eurogamer website um, that I thought were quite interesting. So I'm going to read out the headlines, a little bit about the story, and see what you guys think. 
if you think of anything. You don't have to. If, if you don't want to. Yeah, see what happens. Um, so the first one is, uh, first of all, happy birthday, Resident Evil. It's now 25 years old as of yesterday, since the first one was released. So happy oh birthday. Um, feeling old. Carl's mm-hmm. feeling smug. I was one. I was one year old. Uh, I'll let you guys work out how old I am. I was 11 playing the first Resident Evil, which I totally 100% should not have been playing because it was Definitely not. And I ruined Definitely not. large portion of my childhood with nightmares because of that game. <laughs> well, this might not help then because the Resident Evil movie reboot is called Resident Evil Welcome to Raccoon City. So they've finally given a name to it. Um, I don't know how I feel about it. I, it's sounding like it's edging more towards the game um, storyline, so that's quite good. Storyline. Yeah, so it's it's going to be set from the... Um, what, sorry, it's going to be merging the first release and the second release of Resident Evil. So it's going to be mashing the two together. And I don't know how they're going to fit that into what I presumably presumably would be like a two-hour film because those are quite big games with quite big separate stories. So to mash that together could be quite odd, but hey-ho, I just like that they're going by the, the, the movie, um, sorry, going by the games rather than Everybody what the needs original a movie did. Yeah, you know, I um, liked the original movie, but it wasn't Resident Evil. Yeah, no, if, if they called it anything else, it would have been a fine zombie movie, but it wasn't Resident Evil. Apart from the zombie dogs, that was it. It was the only bit that made it Resident Evil, I think. The um, second one was closer. Yeah, like, well, actually, no, I've never seen it, so I can't tell you if it is. <laughs> I just thought that. I, I was thinking of a different film. Um, but that's, that's, that's the first bit of news. The second bit of news is that over 700 PlayStation 2 prototypes and demos are released by a game preservation group. So they have uncovered over 700 um, files, all PS2 prototypes and demos. So these range from like the original Crash Bandicoots, um, sorry, the Wrath of Cortex Bandicoots, um, out in God Hand, Dino Stalker, there's, there's quite a few that they've uncovered. Dino Crisis. Nope. <laughs> there's no Dino Crisis. International track and field. <laughs> <laughs> they probably re-released that, actually. on like a, I probably had that on, on some kind of compilation retro games or something. Um, the next one. <laughs> the next one is that The Last of Us TV show will, at times, deviate greatly from the game, according to Neil Druckmann. Um, I'm happy with that, to be honest. I'd rather that they... they make original it. content, right? Well, yeah. It's like, I don't want them to follow step by step. I could just be playing the game. You're just, exactly. just watching it instead. So I wouldn't expect anything different. The fact that they have to sort of come out and say that... Um, it's got to be longer, isn't it? That's why. Yeah, I mean, it kind of puts the worry in me that they have to come out and be like... Yeah, it's going to be different. But, all right, okay. How different? You know, it's because it's HBO and Game of. They didn't do that with Game of Thrones, and everybody kicked off because they were like, "I don't care, it's TV. It's so much for the books." Mm. And I'm like, "Shut." Up. And I'm like, "Where did you get that recording of me?" 
<laughs> sorry, Sam, you were going to say something. I was going to say what Wiggy was going to say. Oh, oh, sorry, mate. Fair enough. That's all right. I'm pretty yeah. sure we've had that conversation before anyway. Sam's only our fucking guest, Wiggy. I've told you many times. Um, well, you told me Sam's a guest many times. I don't think you have. Maybe two or three times. No, I've told you many, many times to respect the guest. Respect. Oh, the guest. yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. <laughs> um, right. This next one's a biggie for anyone who uses Discord, or is it? Because Microsoft are reportedly <laughs> interested in buying Discord for ten billion US dollars in a buyout bid. I imagine you Dr. Evil saying that. Like $10 billion. <laughs> to be fair, Phil Spencer at the moment is probably the equivalent of Dr. Evil. <laughs> Make it rain! Oh, we've even... got this really good like communications piece, but our Xbox parties are shit. Okay, let's go and buy Discord. Yeah. Oh, wait a minute. Everybody really loves Bethesda games, but we do have them on PlayStation too. Oh, let's just fucking buy Bethesda. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. Buys Bethesda. Oh, I can just imagine in a conference room being like, "Should we just buy them? All right, <laughs> yeah, how, much, how much do you want to? How much do you want to bid? Ten, ten million? Nah, no, nah, they won't go Bill, for that. Go, go billion. No one else will go for it. Then. Yeah, <laughs> we're guaranteed to have them. It's like how much money? Like I can't even comprehend how much money that Microsoft has. Microsoft have. are basically just. just throwing money at xbox at the moment and phil spencer's like i can make it rain <laughs> yes let's like, buy... how can we make game pass amazing i know let's, let's just buy, buy all the game computers. <laughs> we're gonna buy playstation next you know i reckon um, in a minute it's gonna rear its head again the whole nintendo saga mm. well i have a feeling that it was that they were well they did offer to buy nintendo and Nintendo refused. I have a feeling yeah, that's, that was a real thing. It was like a polite, we would like to buy you, and them going, we would like to not be bought, but then realising that they could still be bought because they're a limited company. <laughs> <laughs> so I'd we like can be nice about it, or we I'd can like dress it. <laughs> I'd, we'll I'd like to buy you a drink. drink. Capitalism. Oh, all right, thanks. I can buy my own. But then I'll run out of money. It's my own money. As I... Then I could have had two drinks. Duh. Yeah, duh, damn it. <laughs> what are you doing, Nintendo? <laughs> um, but that's, that's the other story. The final story that I've got for this week's episode is that Xbox Live is officially being rebranded to Xbox Network, which I hate. Why? Wordy. Hate it. What? Xbox oh, Live has been around I know since why they're rewording it. I know why they're mm. rewording it because it's not just Xbox anymore, is it? Yeah, but it, it, Xbox Live is still going to be called Xbox Cloud. Network. Xbox Cloud, you've got the cloud, then you've got PC, then you've got actual physical Xboxes. So yeah, but it like, still holds the it's Xbox. Now name. A net, it's now a network of different places. Oh, I, I, it's another boardroom. Like I, I uh, like I'm really I'm fed not... up of this uh, this live, you know, because it's not a live. We, we need to change this. Well, we've got lots of things linked together. Um, it's a bit like a network. Ah, yes, Jeff, we'll go with that. 
Xbox network. Uh, Phil, that's pretty shit. Nope. It's done. 10 billion on Discord. And your role play goes to show that many in video games make bad decisions. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> if they make, make a decision like decision. that. It, I just I just leave it as it is. Xbox Live sounded great. Like back in 2002, everyone knows what it is. And they're they're not differentiating themselves from other um, subscription services, shall we say. I don't know, off the top of my head, PlayStation Network. <laughs> just keep it as Xbox Live. That's well, it. They're not going to listen to you, Cal. So. They will if they are. I was going to give the them 10 thing. billion. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, like it, 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 it's one of those things. It's just ever so slight, and it's not going to change. But you know, it just annoys me. Really Phil Spencer does. is Bruce Wayne. Literally is. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that, that, I can't get Phil I can't Spencer get is Bruce Wayne's alter ego. I can't get the, your house back off the bank, so I'm just going to buy the bank. You said you wanted yeah. McDonald's, so I bought McDonald's. I didn't realise you meant the food. <laughs> it's like that Microsoft are probably just like in all of the toilets, there's money, money rolls instead of toilet <laughs> roll. Just wiping their asses with it. Do you, know just... Do you know what really irritates me about capitalism? Why is Jeff Bezos not Iron Man yet? For fuck's sake, man's got enough money. If I had that much money, I'd be like, I want to spend it on a suit and some cars that I can fight crime with. And then I'm going to, you know, solve poverty because that's just 22 billion pounds to solve poverty. So I'll just, that's pocket money for me. There we go. I'm a hero. I've solved poverty and I'm flying around in my suit of armor. I'm happy. He could be Bruce Wayne. (laughs) <laughs> we just don't know. He's rich and Batman in secret, right? <laughs> you heard it here first, Jeff Bezos, Batman. <laughs> That's why he's no, never become Iron Man. To be fair, he's more like too. Lex Luthor, isn't he? Controversial. <laughs> well, that's the end of our send news segment. Awesome. That was all I had for this week. That was the main, the most interesting. I think I've got stories. any other news? No. No. I don't have any news. Sometimes I bring news, but not today. Today I'm not sending news. Send it back. <laughs> which brings us on to our next segment, which is not actually bring it back this week. It's actually top three. So I'm going to hand over to you for this one, Wiggy. What have you decided for our top three this week? So we know what the theme is today. Obviously, we brought the lovely Sam along for our theme. So top three, it just seemed good idea to have our top three uh female characters in games now originally i was going to go for protagonist can i just say can i just say you looked down then (laughs) i guarantee you forgot what the theme was and you had to quickly look and be like it's uh it's um just females in video games on his hand (laughs) (laughs) it was actually i couldn't remember this I, i remembered the woman bit but i was like did I do just protagonists? Did I do protagonists in all characters? What did I come up with? So thanks for calling you, that out. Um, but I panicked. So I, I got you there. You picked it. How can um, you forget it? You picked it. So yeah, Go protagonists, on. antagonists, supporting characters. 
Um, there's a plethora about them there. So we're doing top three. And we start off at our third and work our way up to our first. And unlike previously, me and Cal have confirmed that we do not have crossovers this time, <laughs> like <laughs> usual. Um, and Sam, because she's our guest, is bringing in a surprise. So we have uh, no idea what Sam's are. But she has Ooh. a shoulder, so they don't clash. A hundred percent, they do not really clash. I have a bad feeling that my number three is about to have my childhood ruined. But we'll Yeah, it absolutely is. And um, <laughs> also, I don't think anyone else's top three would clash with my top three. <laughs> we shall but see. Now we are interested. <laughs> right, Cap, you it. can start us off. What's your number three? Oh, oh I'm going to start off. Oh, oh Christ. Yeah. Um, right, I'm going to start off with um, a little game called Bulletstorm. It's one of my favorite first-person shooters. Sorry, Sam, it's a shooter. Um, but it features a very strong female um, character within it called Trishka Novak. Um, she is a badass. She is um, a part of the main villain's crew who is left behind and stranded uh, on this island, island on this planet, and they are not going to get her back. So she decides to join the, the, the pirates and the mercenaries in a way and fight back against them. Um, she can hold her own. She, she has some great one-liners in it. Um, She's not afraid to sort of get her hands dirty at the same time. Like she leads the charge in a lot of the of the sections, which is really nice and refreshing to see. It's nice to see a FPS with a, a strong female character within it. Um she has quite a nice well, I say nice, it's not nice. She's got quite a backstory that that links in the story a little bit more. So she has a bit of a reason to have a grudge against you, which I won't go into too much details. Uh, about but she learns to sort of get along with you and work with you instead um it's nice because there's no it's not like there's a lovey-dovey sort of role to it it's not like oh she's there to fall in love with the main character and they're gonna live happily ever after like she makes her intentions clear that she is there to kill someone <laughs> that is it um but if you've never played the game it's fantastic and she is probably my favorite character other than um brayson and general serrano oh i just thought another of another three. one damn it <clears throat> never mind never mind eh? nicely done cal right sam what's your number three i kind of want a drum roll for this so my number three is i'm just deciding between two uh my number three <laughs> is Daisy Duck in Kingdom Hearts. Now, oh, nice! <laughs> now, Daisy Duck is not a playable character in Kingdom Hearts, but she is just such a bitch to Donald, and it is amazing. She's like, <laughs> where have you been? Why the fuck are you going? To, what are you going away with Goofy again? Okay, fine, I'll just be here and fart around with Minnie Mouse in the castle. Cool. And she like doesn't speak to him for ages when she comes back. She's just a full badass. So my number three favorite char female character in a video game, Daisy Duck in Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, no, I've, I've never played them either. I've always wanted to play them. Have you not? I haven't oh, played yeah. the newest one. Oh, got Wiggy. To... Got to start from the start. They are they... my favorites. Like, oh, so good. Number one. 
combine sure two things of... I love Final Fantasy and I don't really love Disney but I do like it <laughs> yeah I'm I'm the same I'm not like a, a super Disney nerd but it's fun isn't it it's nice yeah. Um, I, I'm the same, but oh, I don't like Final Fantasy, but it's different kind of combat, so I'll, I'll probably be all right. Yes, it is different kind of combat, and each game is different kind of combat as well, so it keeps you interested. It's nice. Ooh. And the one I was deciding between, and she won't be in any of my other sections, so I'm going to say her now anyway. I'm going to secretly do a top six instead of a top three. <laughs> um, uh, Kyrie from the same game. So she is the, the, she gets kidnapped at the beginning. This isn't a spoiler because it happens at the beginning. Um, and the rest of it is is looking for her, um, but she just seems super fucking nice. Game now, like... <laughs> oh, pick that up. Now. You haven't played it anyway, oh, Cal. It's, God, it's fifteen I'm, years old. Like <laughs> I don't have to play it now. Next, you're going to be telling me that Mickey Mouse is in it. I won't tell you that, <laughs> but I will. Yeah. Oh, the fuck. <laughs> no, that that's a good choice. That was a very good choice. Right. I guess it's I me. You're, you're hosting. I guess it's me. I had to pause again to think. All right, my brain not working. No piece of paper here to save you now. Words in my head. Um, so um, I've already ascertained that Sam's going to have a lot to talk about with this one. I do have a fair bit to talk about as well. I'm wondering <clears> if we're <throat> going to cross over at some bits, but we're probably not. Um, but my number three is Eris, or if you are one of those people that's really finicky about the actual name, which is Erith, um, which actually stems from the Roman Earth, uh, the Roman word for Earth. So there's a little uh, fact for you anyway. But Erith, Final Fantasy VII. Now, I haven't played the remake, so I can't talk about the remake controversially, and people have like, hassled me about this i started playing the remake and i hated it like i just couldn't get on with it didn't like it and i was like i'm gonna put this to side because i was going through quite i was 12 when final fantasy 7 came out and i i'm not going it's not a counseling session but i had a bit of a troubled time around that part of my life so final fantasy was my escape so I've got this very fond memory of being really attached to every character in Final Fantasy VII. And the reason that I've picked Aerith today is she went through so much trauma before that game that you learn about. She had a really difficult childhood herself. I'm not aligning with it because hers was so much worse. But... I could, obviously I could immediately align with that because I was in a similar dark place. So I could align with her as a character. <clears throat> she also, like when I was younger, I didn't have many social graces. I wasn't like a great bubbly friendly person. And it's not that I didn't understand people. It's that I was quite withdrawn because of what was going on. And again, Aerith is like that. So she doesn't 100% understand <laughs> other people's emotions because she's kind of grown up a bit alone so she doesn't get when people are upset like there's one bit in the game when Barrett is really like angry and upset because of what's happened to one of his friends I won't say which one in case you haven't played that game um but she just totally doesn't understand it <laughs> like she's just completely oblivious and people are like oh she's such a bitch and I'm there like no she just doesn't get it she just doesn't understand so but she, growing up, she lost her parents, something I can't align with because I do have both of mine. Um, and she was half Cetra and half human. So she was half like 
ancient person with lots of powers and a connection to the live stream and half just a human. But she really didn't like it because she, that meant she was the last of her race, which was a lot of pressure. Whereas if she was just human, she wouldn't have that. Now, the thing that is really horrible about Eris that she had to go through, one of the really, really horrible things, is <clears throat> Shinra and the fucking cunt Hojo experimented on her quite considerably and did some really horrible stuff to her in the whole Genova project. And this is like, this is a teenage girl, like barely, I think when Hojo started experimenting on her, she was like 14 or something. So she's like a, a little girl being experimented on by this horrible evil man, um, which really then immediately aligned me with the fact this guy's a cunt. I didn't really know the word cunt at my that age, but I was like, this guy's an asshole. I absolutely despise him, which is good because he's a villain. Um, so that was that character development. But one of the experiments that this cunt tries to do on her, which which is disturbing that I realized how dark it was when I was 12 years old, was he tries to get a beast, uh, a wolf creature, to who's 30, which you eventually are like, oh, he's actually decent and he was just shown off. But he tried to get this beast to essentially rape this 16-year-old girl, which is horrible. Obviously, we all align on that's horrible. But that was in a game to really give you an idea of like, how horrible Hojo was. Now, most people back in that day didn't like, some adults were like, wait a minute, that's fucked up. But most children who were playing the game or most teenagers were like, oh, he's just trying to get that wolf thing to eat her. And everybody else is like, have you read the context of what he's trying to do? He's trying to create a new ancient. And these are the two creatures that can do that put two and two together. So anyway, that's horrible. So I was like, oh, we got rid of that as well. <clears throat> and then, and this is a spoiler. So if anybody hasn't played it, it was fucking 1997. So skip ahead to whenever in this timeline now. Callum's um, like, oh, I was only four. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't even four actually, were to you? Be, no, you were, what were you, two? <laughs> to be fair, I, well, hang on, when was it? It was 1997. Uh, uh, yeah, I was two. Um, <laughs> I do know what you're about to say. Um, All right. Then Sephiroth, who so many people are fucking adore as a villain. They're like, oh, he's amazing. He's so beautiful. He's so pretty. Oh, he just had his own troubled existence. The motherfucker stabbed a 14-year-old girl with a samurai sword. For fuck's sake, and killed her because ah, oh, just so I fucking hated him. As soon as that happened, I fucking hated him, and I've hated Sephiroth ever since. And I think that makes him a really good villain because I just passionately hate this fucking being. But so many people love him, and I'm Hang like, why? I'm, how I'm, can you love someone that's killed a 14 year old girl? I'm it very confused sounds... because you. I don't know if this is an error on your part and i'm not picking it up just to be pedantic or whether i genuinely don't just don't know the story just now you said she was 16 years old and now you're saying yeah. she's 14 he got that, that he part was of the story. Got carried away so I got she carried was, away with my passion 
with his numbers. Yeah. So she oh, started okay. getting experimented on when she was about 14 and the action of the game and the stabbing happens post that. Okay, sorry. That's, I, I do apologise. That's not me being pedantic. I was genuinely like, is no. this part of the story? Is she going back in time? I'm jumping in there, but... but Wiggy, yeah, so... I feel like... I feel like you spoke for so long there because you were fully aware that um, I've told you uh, Aries was not in my top three and this is for a reason. And now get ready because I'm going to absolutely ruin it. Um, Yes. Okay. She had a bad time. Super bad life. We all agree. Um, Number one. She gets stabbed with a sword. They're getting hit by fucking spells. They're getting uh, stabbed by stuff. They're getting hit by monsters. They're getting bitten. What, on some, like, one wanky sword hit kills her? What? And then why is she even wandering around there in the first place and falls down in some water? Like, just go and fucking give her a potion. What's wrong with you? You've healed everything else. What's different about this? Second to the point, uh, Sephiroth isn't cool because he's like pretty. He's cool because of those cool swords. They're really cool swords. And if you meet him too early, he like properly dicks on you. Like they're cool swords. He does he's a properly cool fuck you, but yeah. I fucking hate him. <laughs> Number two, Ares, ancient. Oh wow, super cool. Uh, Knights of the Round. What an incredible um, move that she's got. That's such a. So that's her like um, big move. Really great move. Kills everything. Blech. Why is she so boring? Why is she so boring? <laughs> she sells flowers. Why not go and be cool? Go and be cool somewhere. No, I'm gonna. I'm gonna because she doesn't want to. She's an ancient. What a fucking waste! And then why is so? I have played the remake, and every single line of her dialogue is like, "Oh, does Cloud like me? Does he think I'm pretty? Does he think I'm, I'm nice? Glad I Who cares?" Played, yeah, I'm glad I haven't played the remake. You're a fucking ancient. You're you. She could be so cool, and yet she is so drippy and dull, and I hate her. And I had this conversation with my boyfriend earlier, who absolutely loves Final Fantasy 7 it's his favorite and the first time I played it he was like watching me like that waiting to see what I did when Ares died because he was like you're gonna cry and I laughed and he was like absolutely oh. horrified I agree with James <laughs> listeners if uh, if you're enjoying this I'd just like you to know I am very much enjoying this whole conversation <laughs> so I hope you are um, we've, we've watched Wiggy really get crap. sadder yeah. and sadder <laughs> Actually, you know, I find I... it quite funny because uh, it was just so polar to the the way that I see it. But I'm also really glad now that I didn't play the remake because um, I would have been like, for fuck's sake. I have more. My last point. <laughs> My last <laughs> point about why I hate Aerith. It's not fucking clothes. They're not practical, are they? Why are you swishing around in pink? Put something on that's going to protect you and it's going to be practical to walk around in so you're not like blinky plonking around in your little dress. Stupid. She's in okay, that that's dress it. because... Ooh. She's in that dress because it was the last thing Zach gave to her. Ah, uh, yeah. She looks good in pink. But then so also, that's a bit trousers. weird because Zach was a soldier. This is a bit that really pisses me off. Zach was a soldier and was essentially dating a 14 year old girl. Yes. Gross. And that really irritated me. So it's like this guy has stabbed a 16 year old girl. This doctor person is experimenting on a 14-year-old girl. This guy is dating a 14-year-old girl. Warranted he worked for the bad guys, but you're supposed to think Zach is amazing. Uh, Zach is a cunt. But anyway, yeah, that was my number three. My God. Like, I've, I have this game uh, on the Switch. I have it on the PS4. 
I'm currently going to start playing through the remake. I have never, ever completed it. I've never known the full story. And my God, I feel like I need to play it more than ever to piece together all of the shit that I have just heard. <laughs> I, this is, yeah, like people have been telling me to play it for years and they're like, oh, it's amazing. And I never knew what, what was going and on. A tip, even though I hate her, make sure you keep Aerith in your party while you have her so that you level her up to so you can see Knights of the Round. Because if you don't, then you won't see it. And that's literally the only thing she's fucking good for in the game. <laughs> All right, fair enough. I'll keep that I'm sorry, mind. everyone. <laughs> My childhood is ruined. It's not actually. I thought it was going to be worse, but it's not. <laughs> I would just like to say that's probably one of the best interactions we've had on this show as well. I just loved every second of that, even if I don't know the game. <laughs> yeah, no. Right. Cal, number two. Yeah. It's me next. Cool. Right. I might divide some opinions. Um, uh, maybe 50-50. Some opinions. Uh, so, my number two is the dare I say it heartthrob Bayonetta. Uh, mm. Which Yeah, it does. Mm. Yeah. Um, now I I love Bayonetta, not for the obvious reasons. Um, <laughs> That's why I was going with it. The That's I why I game. cringed. <laughs> I'm just gonna reason... go on mute and Google Bayonetta. <laughs> oh my god! Get ready, Sam. Get ready. Um, right. Okay. So first of all, let's get the elephant out of the room. It's a very sexualized game. That's and an she is a very sexualized character. Yeah. Yeah. No, it definitely is. Um, but. The reason I like the game is, first of all, it's by Platinum Games. Um, and they were some of the people that were responsible for my favorite game ever made, Beautiful Joe. Um, and they've created some of the best hack and slash titles on the market. That's my favorite, one of my favorite kind of games, just the hack and slash genre. So I, I love things like Ninja Gaiden. Um, and of course, I was just naturally drawn towards Bayonetta. And I like the whole... Um, angels and demons aspect of it. Um, I love the fact that she's a demon, but she's basically fighting through hell, the hell uh, fighting through demons and um, angels at the same time. And she's also a witch, which is pretty cool. There's some really cool move sets that you can do. She's got guns on her feet, which is amazing, as well as guns on her hands. Um, or if you're like me, I quite like having the blades on the feet instead so you have blades on the feet blades in your hand or whatever you can swap and chop and change um but the, the as a character she always comes off at first as just this like strong she knows she's beautiful she knows she's got this sex appeal um and in the second one you start to see a more caring side to her um, especially when the introduction of a, of a younger character comes into it, basically a child um, comes into it, and she's a lot more caring in that sense. Um, no, it's not the second one, is it? It's the first one. It's the first one with the child. I don't know, Cal. I haven't played it. I just know that oh, she's mate. like a, a, someone, some man took steroids, and then whilst on steroids was like, I've got a really kinky secretary fetish. I'm going to turn the secretary into a demon. 
and then I'm going to get that secretary to fight other demons and angels. That sounds like a great idea. <laughs> That's all I know. Um, but let, well, no, I've sorry, in the there. first one. Her yeah. costume looks very impractical. Like those dangly things look like something an enemy would grab. Like that's one of um, the like safety things her, we taught her as hair, women. Is to, yeah. Her hair is actually her, her costume. Yeah, but like a safety <laughs> thing we're taught as oh, yeah. women to like not get raped and stuff is to not wear a ponytail so you haven't got something for someone to grab. And those that, yeah. little, those like dangly things seem like a That's handicap. very true. Um, when you, you see man on steroids, bits. secretary fetish. <laughs> like, yeah, she full on like, looks like a Karen. <laughs> Her hair, um, this is another thing that I love. I love big, big boss battles. And that Bayonetta has, shut up, Wiggy. You did, you, you, <laughs> wait until I finish the sentence before you start making assumptions. I had to mute boss myself. Battles. <laughs> so, the big boss battles, um, which I, I love in, in any game. And Bayonetta has got tons and tons, like nearly all of the battles are big boss battles. Um, and the way that you finish off some of these enemies is your hair becomes a demon um, or you summon a demon with your hair. Um, and yes, all right, because your hair is part of your costume, some of that starts to reveal a bit more, a little oh, more flesh. Oh, fuck off. Yeah, I know. It, 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 didn't, it never shows Such the yourself, full I have picture, very passionate but... feelings about Bayonetta. I'm sure you do if her hair fucking reveals her boobies. Listeners, a minute ago when we all giggled, we were gesturing for boobies. <laughs> it, um, it, yeah, it I'm never fully reveals it. I very passionate feelings about that. I have very passionate distaste for Bayonetta. Um, I, like, it, it's, um, yeah, it never fully reveals her fully naked body. Like, it always covers the, the main bits, shall we say. Um, Peggy the 12. Bits that Instagram would ban you for. Peggy 12. Yeah. But these, these incredible like dragon heads and stuff come out and start eating this this thing that you've been whittling down its health and it just starts to chomp it and and just completely bite it into chunks and things like that like it does these amazing amazing set pieces um that i just love in those kinds of games and if you could play it and look past the character which is quite difficult because obviously you've got to play as the character but if you could look past that and play it as a as just a hack and slash. It's it's just incredible. You can get pitch perfect timing. You can get incredible combos. You can just cause mass amounts of damage. Um, to this like giant me in beast. social situations, and you <laughs> this this giant beast of an angel or a demon, and you're this just standard sized human being. And it's it's just great. Like I I love Bayonetta for, for the game. Um, yes, I will be that bloke, that guy, who says that. Yes, I think she is nice. But yeah, like I I, I love the game style. You could have just said that you thought she was hot. That's not. <laughs> I oh. think she is nice. Well, I think she is. Uh, I think she is a, a handsome woman. <laughs> um, <laughs> Um, but no, like I, I just love that style of game, and Bayonetta is one of the ones that have just done it perfect. Like if you look at reviews and stuff, like through the combat alone, they've given it nearly perfect scores because it, it just it, the way it does the combat is just incredible, absolutely incredible. 
Ninja Gaiden will always be my favourite hack and slash. But my God, does Bayonetta do come up close for those big boss battles and stuff. Those big boobies. The big old boobies. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's, what, that's my that's my number two. Superb. So now we will move on to Sam's second. My second. Yeah. Your cool. second. Okay. Um, I think this will be a nice quick one because I don't know anyone that would say I'm wrong. And this is the one that I think would overlap with uh, anyone else's top three female characters, apart from you two, apparently. Uh, Princess Peach. Oh, yeah. It's a good shout. Yeah. It's a good shout. Like, we'll pick her every single time on Mario Kart. I, I don't think I've. I think I went as Toad once because um, one of my ex-housemates was like, oh, you've got to play as Toad because he's the best. And now Princess Beach is the best. She gets the best uh, um, hang glidery thing. She gets the best motorbike. She gets the best outfits. Like, why wouldn't you pick Princess Peach? That's a good shout. I've always been Rosalina myself. I do like uh, her hair. Yes. And, and she's from my favourite game, always, so I've got a bit of a... I'm always bias. Bowser. Oh, oh really it, so if we're talking about who we play as, Yoshi wins every time. Can't oh, no. Yoshi's always the dickhead NPC. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> oh, fuck off, Yoshi. Not for me. Cal is I am also the dickhead, dickhead NPC. <laughs> <laughs> I am the dickhead. No, Yoshi's always been my favourite Mario character, so anything Yoshi. But no, like, yeah, sorry, Princess Peach. But if she's the NPC, she always loses, which I hate. Because, like, why? Because she's lady that she always loses. No, nah, she's so I always play as her, so she always wins. <laughs> and uh, I don't know if you remember, Cal, but when you when you brought Mario Kart into <laughs> and we played Mario yeah, Kart so, together, so, so moving on. Um... <laughs> so moving on. You know why he's moving on, don't you? Because I beat him. I beat that motherfucker. I beat him. Yeah, I do, I, I I think I had something as in, in, in my eye on that day. Oh no, it was Raw Smash Brothers, going. wasn't it? <laughs> it was Super Smash. It wasn't Mario Kart, it was Super Smash. And I was still Princess Peach and I still won. Yes, and I think and I, I was won still as that Yoshi robot guy. Still... What was that shit robot? Rob. Oh, what's he called? Yeah. I beat oh, you as Rob. Oh, Rob shit. Oh. He is, he doesn't move. He is shit. Or Rob he's shit. He's Rob. It's just... But anyway, Princess Peach is my choice for number Hello. two. Little fun fact awesome. for those who don't know about Rob. I know it's going very much off subject. Um, he this is, is not top only... three. Cal, get, up, get up. He's one of the Shut only up, characters Ricky. in that game that didn't have his own game. He was actually a live action toy. He was a real life toy. Um, and then yeah, he's been put into the game as a fighter. Wow. He was never actually a video game knew. character. He was a toy. No, anyway, I never every day. <laughs> yeah. nice. Jordan, Thanks, you, you got. <laughs> so uh it was a tough call between number one and number two but for number two i'm gonna go with senua from senua's sacrifice now the reason that i love this game is from ninja theory um those of you who haven't played it i implore you to play it is because yes you're fighting monsters and basically you're trying to get to hellheim the whole the whole plot of it is senua loses her the love of her life she's a picked warrior she uses she loses the love of her life and so she travels to hell to get him back from hella so that's her quest but during that quest you experience the full kind of 
range of emotions of loss um, and fear. And it is like all of those emotions, like the acting, the voice acting and the mocap, all of it is amazing. Like you fully invested in that. Um, and I played through once. I want to play it for again because they're doing a, a second one. So they're doing a follow up. And like the game is difficult. But if you come from like Dark Souls and other places like that, then you won't find it too frustrating. <clears throat> but I'd like for a game, it's the first game where I've been like, I'm not, I don't care about the gameplay. I want to learn, I like, I want to know the plot. Like, I love Norse mythology, Celtic mythology, like, I adore mythology, like, all the different ones. And this really kind of does a deep dive into maybe the darker side of some of that mythology. Um, and yeah, she's just such a powerful character. And by the end of it, you really kind of feel for her and everything she's been through to kind of get the love of her life back. So um, I won't spoil it, but yeah, it's a, it's a roller coaster. So yeah. Good chat. She is my second. I've, I've got to download that again because other things came out at the time and I stopped playing it, but I've, I've got to get a decent pair of headphones and just start it again. Yeah, wear headphones when you're playing it. Like, oh, just get absorbed. Because, he, because of the mental health um, mm -hmm. illnesses that she has, it, she, you hear the voices Sports. in your head and stuff, don't you? Yep. It's like, and they yeah, say it's... particular things. So if you're not fully emerged, then you can't do that. And I guess, weirdly, it's another character, a bit like Aerith, that I align with. <laughs> Due to my own mental health so issues. So, flowers, oh, God. hell. Okay. <laughs> now I know where number one is going. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, no. I, I know where you're going with that as well. All right, Cal. Top of your list, number one. Oh, right. I've got to double check the name because I, I don't want to mispronounce her name. Mr. Mr. Fucking taking the piss out of me earlier on when I had to look at my phone. You've literally yeah, just Yeah, but that's the title of the fucking like section. Minutes. I'm just looking at a name. <laughs> I'm not looking for the fucking title. Anyway, um, <laughs> my number one is a young lady called Makoto Makimura um, from Yakuza 0. Now, if you've never played a Yakuza game, do it because it is they are incredible oh there's not there is not, not one pass, bad right? one that i've come across yet yeah they are on game pass um i've got to start i've got to finish number three um i've got three four five and six waiting i've bought them all and i've i've not finished Cow. them yet but the what that's the first time we oh no it's not the first time we mentioned game pass Damn it, I thought no. we'd managed to get a whole episode and only <laughs> mention it once. No, you did Never it mind. like three sentences in. Yeah. And no. then continually throughout the podcast. You just haven't <laughs> been listening. It's my own podcast. <laughs> um, but Yakuza Zero is my favorite of all the Yakuza games so far. And it's the one that is the start. It's a prequel to all of the previous entries. So you don't feel out of place going into that one straight away. Um, it's set in the 80s. And it follows two of the main protagonists throughout most of the Yakuza games, which is uh, Kiryu and Majima, who is my favorite. I love Majima. Um, he is known as the Mad Dog of... of um... Oh, my God. It's been so long since I played it. The Mad Dog of... Japan. Oh, God. I can't remember what, what it is. People are probably shouting at me. Um 
that he, he's called the mad dog basically because he is crazy but it's his evolution to becoming that crazy person um and this shimano uh, where where <laughs> meccano that's it mad dog of shimano uh that's because that's speedy the google in there wigs i know thank you mate <laughs> i hate myself for not remembering um but that's his that's his clan um but the the way this lady comes into it um makoto is she works in a massage parlor and she is blind and you come to learn of how she became blind and how she got to where she is now so she is chinese i believe um and she was kidnapped when she was young um and she was sexually abused she was um tortured and she was brought over to Japan to be a sex slave, basically. Um, and all of the stress caused her to turn blind. Um, she had a specific condition that the stress caused her to just completely lose all sight in her eyes. And um, there are people after her who were from the, 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 the kidnappers, basically. And you start off as like a, I don't really care. I'm just doing this because it's a job. And then you really start to become attached to her and you feel so sorry for her that all of this stuff's going on. She can't see what's happening. And I've never, other than one of your entries, which you'll come on to in a minute, Wiggy, yeah. I've never felt so close to a character that's like, oh my God, I, I want to look after you. I want to protect you. I want to make sure you're okay. Um, and she, she's just beautifully written as a character and their whole relationship between my favorite Yakuza character and her is just, it's just beautiful. Um, so much so that it almost made me cry at the end um, because of course she doesn't, I, I, I can't go into too much about it because it'll spoil it. But the thing to remember is uh, she is blind. So she never actually will see him and see who he is. Um and it's it was it's just so beautiful the ending and the 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 last sort of interaction that they have. It just it just well I just started welling up when I when I saw it. And all of the Yakuza games have had that part, they've got some fantastic comedy stuff in it, but they always have a really serious story that you can really get into. And it's it, just brings out all emotions in you laughs fear anger it's, it's just great but makoto will always be like a, a strong part of me and my time with yakuza bless her nice cool sam <clears throat> you're number one i nearly choked then that's exactly how i was Oh, it's okay, after Cal. Cal's uh, emotional outlay there with um, Makoto, mine's going to sound very trivial, but I'm going to go for it anyway. Um, my number one favourite video game character is whenever I can make an avatar that looks like me and I don't just have to make a version of a man. I don't care what the game is. If I can make a character that looks like me, it's great. Hey, that's a good fucking shake, that is. I never would have thought of that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, anytime I can make an avatar that's like a slightly out of shape, short lady, uh, not particularly athletic, 
uh, just a nice lady. That's my fave. Say, saying that, I've always, I've tried that with a few things um, and I could never get it just right. And I tried it with, have you ever done it on the Wii U? I think they, they did yeah. it and you can, you can take a picture of yourself and then it will create a me for you. Yeah. Fuck me, I'm writing a strong letter to Nintendo. <laughs> yeah but you're a bit guess who aren't you cal you're like oh does he have a mohawk tick yes like yeah. does he wear glasses does he have a beard is he tall like you're a bit guess who like that aren't you yeah but when they've got my nose basically the nostrils come out the same side as my ears it's like <laughs> come on i just want to play some games I remember doing that for um Oh, what game is it? Football Manager, because you could import your photo and then it would make like a, the manager look like you. And I did it. I was like, oh, this is a really cool thing. And then it just made my head into what was essentially a football with two massive eyes and my <laughs> nose. So it taken my eyes and kind of enlarged them into this football and then my actual nose and then some mouth. I don't know where it got the fucking mouth from. And I a looked at it and I was man. like... I am literally, you've turned me into a football manager. Right. All three of us can patent this now. Same, same, same sort of technology, but put your face or someone else's on the football. Oh, oh. yeah. Good mod. Hey, <laughs> And then you could be like, I don't like I'm you. Kicking you around. Fancy a game of footy. <laughs> <laughs> No, we don't condone just, No, do, just use a normal head. <laughs> um, I also yeah, have an honourable mention. Is that honorable okay? Mention? I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna make it happen anyway. Um so, <laughs> because I didn't know where this character would fit in if you were doing a thing about like different types of character in a video game. So my honorable mention is for Queena in Final Fantasy X. <laughs> Wiggy raised his eyebrows. So Cal you hate Final Fantasy. Queena is a gender non-binary character. They're a sort of blue uh, mm, chef. <laughs> chef is the only noun I can think of That's to describe the best. <laughs> Their weapon is a called? giant fork. A queener. Queener. All right, I've got to look it yeah. up, but carry on. Cool, please do. And the main thing you do with Queena is catch frogs. And uh, everyone's horrible to her, but she's really good if you level her up. So my honourable mention is for Queena. Oh, I can't, <laughs> can't find her and I, I don't know if I've... How do you spell her name? Q-U-I-N-A, oh. I think. I think it's double E, maybe. I'm not sure, but it's definitely Queena and it's definitely Final Fantasy X. Is it or is it nine? Oh, now I'm worried. It's nine. Queen of Queen? Nine. Is that her name? It's nine. I mean nine. What the hell is that? <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I wasn't expecting that. I oh, mean, Final oh, Fantasy no fans, I'm really sorry for getting the number wrong. The they are fair. Terrifying. I sat there for a minute and I, I had to question myself because I was like, I don't want to cut Sam off, but I can't remember whether it's 10 or nine. And then mm. I was like, one of my honourable mentions was from 10, but I don't remember her being in 10. <laughs> yes. I caught myself. Don't worry. I didn't embarrass myself. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> well, yeah. So I guess that brings me around to my number one. Number one. Yes, number one. Um, so my number one is for those of you that have played the Telltale Walking Dead games, uh, my number one is Clementine. Now, 
I try not to get emotional because it's freaking oh. But in the first Telltale Walking Dead game, you don't play as Clementine. You know, she's a character. Now, as a father, when I started playing that game, I immediately attached on to, you know, I got fatherly about this child because it's the apocalypse. There are zombies around and there's this little girl who just shouldn't be in this world, you know, not like she should die, but, she, you know, this is just not something she should have to grow up in, but she has to. And so you play through the entire first game as Cal, remind me, what's his name? Lee. Lee. Um, and the, watch the two characters kind of build this father-daughter relationship over and he becomes really protective of her and they go through some really challenging stuff where people want to take advantage of her um, and like he's protecting her through the whole thing and you meet the other kind of survivors that help out and, and kind of form part of a new family for her. And then, I don't want to spoil it, but at the end of the first game, something really sad happens. And then when you begin the second one, you are playing as Clementine. So you're trying to survive on your own. And because I built up like this strong kind of connection to the character in the first one, when you play as her in the second one, you kind of have that kind of like not passive observer what's the word so like i'm on the outside and now in the first game lee was responsible for her but now i am actually responsible for her um and like it's such a harrowing journey from start to finish with clementine and she goes through so much shit and yet she still remains so strong like she's had to make some really tough decisions and yet she kind of evolves with as the world evolves around you know the world of the walking dead evolves around her she evolves into keeping like um her kind of positive outlook and despite going through everything trying to be a good person in a world that doesn't like good people um and yeah so I just aligned and, and the journey is emotional. Like, I won't even lie. In the first game, I cried and was like, for fuck's sake, I can't believe this is happening. And then in the second game, there was a moment where I was like, I, I need to turn it off and take a break because it made me really emotional. Um, yeah, so just, it's so well done. And obviously Telltale games are so well written anyway, because you have to make choices that change the nature of the story moving forwards anyway. And yeah. That, that. Good. I've played them three or four times, the first and the second one. I've never I've never played the others. Um and I will have to at some point, but the, oh, the first one is, is probably the most emotional game I've ever played. It's it one of those that you never th go into it thinking it's gonna have so much character depth to it unless you've ever played a telltale game, and that was the first one I ever played. And it was it, it was harrowing, harrowing. I remember, I, I can see it now and I know, Horrible. I knew what was coming and I, I knew what I would have to do. And it just, I, know. I, I just feel, yeah. The thing that put me in that position as well is one telltale, when the game came out, Araya was the same age. 
like they were in the same age bracket so i'm there playing it like she'll go to bed and then i'll be playing it and i'll be like that could be her that could be mm. her oh god uh i'm really annoying so i want to go and up then, and hold yeah, her. at the end <laughs> and then one day i did i was just like i need to hug you <laughs> i made a hugging symbol then people again we're not on youtube yet so you didn't see that but um yeah so that's just just such a good character the telltale yeah. games are amazing like the the game of thrones controversial statement the game of thrones telltale game is better than everything after season four of game of thrones <laughs> i don't I think that's controversial tried a not... telltale game and i just didn't like it it was too much reading and i was like nah um and also something i'm finding really interesting in listening to you guys talk about this is like I don't play games for the emotional attachment to them. I play them if they're fun and if they look pretty. But if like I I just can't get emotionally attached to video game characters. And perhaps that's because I haven't played those games. But I also just can't be fucked. <laughs> like, I just can't be asked. <laughs> I just want I something to be fun. Yeah. No, I know what you mean. Like you do go to the games for a, a little bit of escapism and stuff. Um yeah. but I I'd also say like for me, it's it's the same as watching a film or reading a book. It's like you you go to yeah. them for these these incredible stories that still suck you out of reality and and draw you in, um, and they can cause all sorts of emotion. Like I like to sit and watch a comedy, just have a bit of a laugh and just not pay attention too much. But I might go for a serious drama um, because I I want to be hit in the feels. And The Walking Dead was one of those that I went into it thinking. It's like zombies, it's going to be like the comics or you know, whatever, or it's going to be like the TV show. And my god, it wasn't, <laughs> or it was in a way, but it was so it's more attached more. to the comics. It's more attached. Oh, more... Fuck me, that, that game, <laughs> it's just yeah. I think it's like I go to games for escapism, and sometimes as well, my mental health struggles again, not going to discuss it, but sometimes it really helps to for that escapism to to align with someone of similar problems. It sounds stupid because you'd think you'd want to go and play a game to distract yourself from the thing that you're experiencing. But it actually, like as a coping thing, it helps me to be like, well, you know, you're not alone. There are other characters in worlds. You know, someone's written this, which means they've had experience of that because in order to write a good story, you need to have had experience of stuff. At least I believe that. Can't just make it up. Um, Stories are made up, though. Controversial. There's the person who made a, um, a book about a different planet. <laughs> and is making another book about a different, completely different world. Um, and uh, yeah. aren't you doing one written as a woman as well? Yes. <laughs> We're just roasting your writing now. Sorry, mate. Um, I can, You're I lining them up with shit. To be fair, I think also you my second like... book isn't written. God, for everybody. No, apparently isn't not. Isn't written as a woman, but the main character is a woman. I don't think I could do I'm first person you, present mate. tense as a woman. <laughs> Maybe I could. Who knows? Go on, Sam. What were you saying? I was going to say, like, I think with the with the mental health thing, if you can see a character that you can like reflect in, um, being able to see them like absolutely kick ass and overcome challenges that aren't to do with their mental health maybe it's just like zombies or monsters or something but i can imagine why that would be like like satisfying to see that's kind yeah. of what i got from senua so and that's why i love bayonetta so moving on <laughs> to our next section
So we now move on to what we're looking forward to in the next few weeks or months, whatever you like. Um, I'm not going to start this one. I'm going to pass it over to Wiggy. First of all, what oh, are you looking forward to? Me. A little old game you. called oh. I'm looking forward to myself. Yeah, I'm not going to make that joke. I am <laughs> looking forward to Outriders, which as soon as we've done this podcast, I'm jumping straight on that because we had a blast the other night playing it, didn't we, Cal? Doing yeah, playing the demo, it was really good. To see if we could uh, actually stream. So watch out, people. You're probably getting that in future. Um, spoiler alert. But yeah, I'm really looking forward to it because it is cover shooter, which I love. Cover games. It's a role-playing game, which I also love. So it's put two things that I love together. Um, and it's set in space which is the third thing I love. So it's taken three things that I love and kind of mushed them up into a dough and then cooked it for a bit, released a demo to make sure it's not fucked like a lot of other games, and then released today, which is cool. With It had a day, it had a day zero patch, which you could pre-download, and then Steam has just told me that it's had a hot fix straight away. So... The last two games that released that were all fucked up, Cyberpunk, didn't have that sort of stuff, you know? Destiny Original didn't have that sort of stuff. So they Avengers definitely didn't have that. So it's like they've learned from the mistakes of all those other games and gone, we're going to get this one right. So we're going to have an alpha, a beta, a live demo that's going to go on until we launch the game, and then we're going to launch the game. So yeah, I'm really excited yeah, it looks like it looks like they've done it really well. I'm quite looking forward to, to, to playing that. Um, and it's cross-play, which means you can play with your mates on anything. I so know. Like we, it doesn't we did matter it through, what. Well, I was playing on the Xbox, and you were playing on the PC, and it worked with no issues whatsoever. And it was so easy just to join a match just by entering a code. That's all you had to do. Simple. So now you can add friends on easy. PC, which I'm loving. And there you go. So an added bonus to it. If the developers of Hunt are listening, um, it would be great if you could do that rather than us having to play three, two, one, matchmake, and and hopefully get each other. So that's a fun game. Very but yeah, nice. So I'm Very looking nice. forward to Outriders. And at some point, Crash Bandicoot. But I'll probably talk about that in the next podcast. Why are you yeah. waiting to talk about Crash Bandicoot? Because I don't know if I've got anything else I'm looking forward to later in the year, so I save it oh, for okay, the next yeah, podcast. Nice. <laughs> well, that, what are you talking about? It's about time. Yeah, it's it's out. No, I know it is, but it I haven't bought it right. yet. Okay. So I'm going to yeah. probably do it in a "What have you been playing?" rather than a "What are you looking forward to?" Nice. Yeah, I hope I'm, to have been a... playing it soon, but when it comes down in price, because it's still fifty quid. Yeah, yeah there, there was a thirty-five percent off the other the other week, um, but it was still like ooh, I don't know. I, I, I might do. Yeah, I don't know. And Steam, I, I missed it. Steam Epic Game Store did a discount of it, and I missed it. Mm. I was like, oh, forward to it. And I've heard some really good things about it. Like they've, they've carried on from the the third really well and there's some quite nice little jokes within it that sort of reference 
they're like ignoring the other games, which I thought was quite nice. Like that's quite a funny little joke to do. Um, but yeah, like I'm gonna play that, and I'll, I'll probably be playing some Outriders. But Sam, what about yourself? What are you looking forward to? I'm gonna uh, steal Wiggy's next week thunder and look forward to something that's already <laughs> out. Um, <laughs> Uh, no, I'm looking forward to getting a PlayStation 5. I'm desperately trying to get a PlayStation 5. Uh, I've got web pages open. I'm refreshing. A friend from uh, work gave me a code, but it turned out if you got the code, you had to get it with a year of PlayStation Plus. And I don't like playing online because I don't want friends to see how shit I am at playing games. Uh, so I'm just really excited to get it, um, mainly for mainly for playing Crash Bandicoot. Can I... Do you know about the app Hotstock? Uh, isn't it one of those like Hun apps? Not really. I always thought that. There's, it seems a bit Yellow Stock House X. to me. StockX is a bit of a one of those. But this one, you can just choose a particular product that's out there. Not sponsored, right? <laughs> Not <Yeah>. sponsored, no. <laughs> um, you choose a product that's out there and you say, tell me when this is at A, B or C place. Um, and you can also kind of say when you don't want to be alerted by particular places, because I found similar web pages that would do it, but they constantly tell me it was on eBay. And I'm like, I know it's on eBay because that's where all the scalpers are. Stop telling me mm -hmm. it's on eBay. Um, and StockX, which is just posh scalper because it starts off at the lowest bid and just keeps going up until someone mm. purchases it, which is weird. Um, until someone hits their microphone. Until someone hits their <laughs> microphone. That was actually my desk. I hit my hand on my desk, uh, which is why I'm... <laughs> played it off well. Hit my arm now because it's hurting. <laughs> so oh, no. <laughs> I'm okay. <sighs> um, but no, no, that's a, that's a good app. That's what I'm looking on. Although ironically, at the moment, until some things happen due to work in the middle of the month then I'll be looking to get one. But at the moment, I'm basically just looking out for my family who are trying to get one. Nice. Can you count me in that, please? I know we're not just family, be like, but still. Sam! Everyone! <laughs> Send a good group text. You're all in. Go. Nice. What about you, Cal? What are you looking forward to? Well, I was going to say, like, following on from the PS5 stuff, I was talking about that to a work colleague today. And I said, like, there's still nothing drawing me to the ps5 at the minute there's no games that i'm itching to play other than astro's playroom um or astro's whatever it's called but that's mainly because i want to just try out the controller there's nothing else that's solely on the ps5 at the minute that i really want no cal they're not solely on the ps5 but it's backwards compatible so it means you can play all these ps4 games that everyone's been recommending to you that you haven't got around to yet yeah, I know, but... Some of them at 60 frames per second. Like, yeah, but I've, I've got my PS4 there, and like I haven't got a 4K TV or anything like that, so I'm not going to get the full benefits of... Uh, yeah. You know, of, of, of all the added features. The main thing I just want to try is I just want to try that controller. That's all I want. And um, yeah, it's, it's, I, I appreciate that there's, there's loads of stuff out there for people to play. It's just not my kind of thing at the minute that is, is drawing me toward the PS5. And I'm definitely edging more towards the five, the PS5 than I am the Series X. 
<laughs> the minute I'm actually playing a lot more Xbox stuff because of Game Pass. Though I'm I'm kind of him in an am in still, it's but torn. I will get a PS5 first because they've got more exclusives. When you get things like God of War 2 or God of War Ragnarok, sorry, um, coming out and Ratchet and Clank comes out for it, then I'll start looking at going for the PS5. But at the minute, well, like they're they're not going anywhere, are they? They're literally not going anywhere. Like they're not coming. (laughs) They're not going anywhere at all. So get one when you get one. It's funny when I see. I reckon someone someone celebrates. At the time, I reckon someone's just on the end of the conveyor belt is just like, oh, there, there's one. And they just drop it. Like, oh, no. Oh. <laughs> Quick, make another one. Make another one. Oh, I've dropped that one as well. And they're, they're, they just don't know what they're doing. They're just fumbling around. And then giving it to the scalpers. <laughs> Someone came up with a really cool idea the other day when I was talking to my friend. We sort of came up with it together. Was like, what you need to do is just make a law, and the law needs to be simple. It's just a simple law that says within six months of any product launching, that product cannot be sold for any more than its recommended retail price. Stop scalping straight away. Nobody's going to buy an iPhone and then just pay like the same amount on eBay. No one's going to start getting PS5. It's sorted. And ironically, New Zealand are thinking about doing something like that because, you know, they like to lead the world. God damn, I want to live in New Zealand. Really it's hot, though. Place. Yeah. But also, Middle Earth. Hmm. Yeah. 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 There's, there's lots of mythical creatures that you have to battle every day just to go to work. So it's, yeah, Balrog. You know. <laughs> swings and roundabouts. You about. shall not pass. So, Fly your into, <laughs> going back to the, the section we're talking about, like, the, the what am I looking forward to? <laughs> Get on, Cal. Get on track. Don. That was a smooth uh, well, segue, I, wasn't it? I took us off the track, <laughs> so yeah. I'm, I'm steering us back on now. Um, well, like my biggest one, and I mentioned my biggest one. I mentioned it last time was Back for Blood, and now that's been delayed for until October. So I'm I'm gutted, but at the same time, you need more time. You need more time. That's fine. Um, so there's nothing... I don't trust more time anymore because Cyberpunk did that four yeah. times and it yeah. was still shit when it came out. <laughs> but you can't base the it wasn't shit, on it just, was just one broken. studio. Oh yeah, it was... Avengers? Yeah. Anthem. But these, <laughs> but these guys are nothing to do with any of them. They're completely different studios, so they might be using it for good. They have, uh, they have something in common. As in, they're a completely different studio to three completely different studios who all fucked up. <laughs> I'm not being pessimistic, but I'm being pessimistic because it just keeps happening. Well, the other think... thing, and you're not you're not going to ruin this for me, um, but this year, as many people may know, is Sonic's 30th anniversary. Now they've still not announced anything for it, oh, but oh god. my god, I'm so excited because there's going to be some new stuff. Hey, guys, and I... I'm the oh. same age as Sonic. There you go. I knew Sorry, I liked Ricky. you for a reason. <laughs> um, I played it, Sonic when it first came out. I can remember playing Sonic when it first came out. <laughs> I was six. <laughs> That's how oh, ages God. work. <laughs> Maths. <laughs> but as many of you probably know, like I'm a I'm a massive, massive Sonic fan. And uh Are you Cal? Yeah, yeah, I am actually. 
Um, I don't know if I've told you that, Wiggy. The I don't think we've they, ever spoken about it on this podcast. No, I don't think so. I don't know. No, Cal, have like you got that. a sonic no, no tattoo rodents. yet? Not yet. What? <laughs> and I stress yet because I will yeah. get one at some point. It's like I was going to oh, say, Cal. where do I put it? What shall I get? I'll probably get the Team Sonic logo. Um, you got the um, Cool Borderlands tattoo. Yeah, I got the Cool Borderlands tattoo. Includes me to get my Assassin's Creed tattoo, which I absolutely love. Yeah, and well, now I've got another one booked in for my birthday. Da, da. Well, it's a, it's a mashup. It's Ash from the Evil Dead wearing a Borderlands mask. I, I decided to sort of mash the two loves together rather mash than up. separating them all up on my arm. And I thought I might try and do a bit of a mashup. So my next one, hopefully, is going to be a Xenomorph, but they've already got Alien games. So I'm like, yeah, I'll go for I'll just stick with Alien for, for that one. But yeah, off the subject tattoos and Sonic yes I would like to get a, a Sonic tattoo at some point and yes I'm looking very much forward to this year he's had some shit games like 90% of the games that have come out are shit featuring Sonic and I'll admit that but then you've got the absolute bangers that come out like Sonic Mania and that is the best Sonic game I've played what was the launch Sonic on the Dreamcast Sonic Adventure. Sonic Adventure. I love that game. If only yeah. because on the little screen you had in your little controller, you had those pet things that you had to walk around. Cows. And you could basically take it out and actually it was like a Tamagotchi. Like you could yeah. take it out with you <laughs> and raise it like a Tamagotchi and then bring it back, put it in the game. And I just thought that was amazing. You know what? For, for years, I never realized what, what you had to do in the chow gardens. So I was just like <laughs> looking at them and I was just picking them up, throwing them. And then... I, I was sort of I, I started to then splice them with animals and then I was getting this tiger chow and I was like, what the hell is this? This is a whole new but then I was like, no, I just want to get back to running around at the speed of sound. I've got places to go. <laughs> I lost hours in Bloody Garden. Such a good game. That's such a good game. But that that's what I'm looking forward to is seeing what he's got in store for his 30th anniversary. Um and I hope they I hope that Sega really do him justice because Sega have a good habit of sort of going, Oh, hey fans, what would you like? Oh, we'd like this, we'd like this. Nice. We ain't gonna do that. We're gonna do this instead, because we like this. And they just don't know how to use their properties. Um You tell him, Cal. He's multi-millionaires, you tell him. <laughs> yeah, they're gonna listen to this pod and go. We've done it wrong all these years. Oh, Cal's Cal just told from the southwest wants us to oh, do something else. Is so. it like um, <laughs> Phil Spencer listening to our podcast as well and being like, "Oh yeah, maybe I shouldn't throw money in that direction. Maybe I should throw money in this <laughs> direction." <laughs> all the big wigs are going to listen to this. We're going to make them. We're going to sit them down. I mean, that would money. be the dream. If they could just sponsor <laughs> us, that'd be great. <laughs> Sponsored by Xbox, we are now Xbox <laughs> only. Um, we'd have to be sponsored by all of them just to make it fair. We can't oh, just yeah. be sponsored by you, Phil. We've got to be sponsored <laughs> by I don't know who the CEO of PlayStation is, but we're sponsored by him too. <laughs> we'll only be talking about one console or something like that. So it's like, or in what, code what, for the other what ones. Nintendo like games Konami. have you been playing? Cut that. <laughs> They'd be like Konami in the 90s where they couldn't get licenses, but they still made games. 
So it's like mm. we're going to talk about the stay wasten uh, this time. And on <laughs> stay wasten five, we have been playing Hash Bandicoot. <laughs> that just the stoner bandicoot. He doesn't. He doesn't go crazy anymore. He's just really, really chill, mellow. Yeah. Doesn't look he just crazy eats anymore. All the wampa fruit. Yeah, yeah. That, that's the only goal on of the game. Sanity Beach at the beginning and eats the wampa fruit. <laughs> Instead of a spin attack, he just blows the smoke into their faces and just slows them down. <laughs> um, Maybe that's what the trickster actually does in Outriders. It's not slowing down time. It's literally just getting stoned really quickly on those plants. Mm. <laughs> the only one way to find out is to play it. Which is happening after this. Because <laughs> it's Good Friday tomorrow, which is better than Bad Friday, which is most Fridays. <laughs> That's not what Rebe Rebecca Black thinks. He, it's Friday. You know what Friday, makes me laugh? Friday. 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 We tangent her. very quickly, but she hates that. She's got an Instagram now. She absolutely yeah, hates right. the fact that she. Well, like, you know she what? I'm did not surprised. Yeah. I bet she's Everyone not, she's not upset when she's counting she out it. the money. She did it as a joke with her friends, and now that's all she's known for. But it's oh, like that. No. Oh no, I'm tangent in again. I was going to say it's like that Black Mirror episode where at the end he goes crazy and threatens his throat and then actually that becomes his thing and he makes money off threatening to cut his throat every day. And it was in like, that black everyone does something embarrassing when teenagers just most of us have the sense of mind not to put it on the internet. <laughs> I didn't have well. in general. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if I did something yeah. stupid when I was a teenager, I'd text it to my friend on my 3310 building a picture with different uh, symbols. You were a teenager around that sort of time? Yes. I thought it would have yes, been a handwritten note sealed in wax of your family's Actually, it's, it was one cup on the end of a piece of string attached <laughs> to another cup at my friend's house across the other side of the motorway. They're nice. Which was just a ditch with very fast horse and carts in it. Right. This has gone very much off on a tangent. <laughs> to be fair, we do do this quite a lot. That's why people love we our do. podcast. We definitely do. And we love you. Yeah, I suppose. I don't know who. <laughs> All right. For the future presentation. Future? Future presentation. Don't do that again. Good job we're not on YouTube at the moment. Oh, it'd be a laugh, wouldn't it? <laughs> so, we come to the feature presentation of this episode of Mega Squad Pod, which is all about women in video games. So, this is something we both wanted to do for quite a while. Um, and it just so happened to sort of fall around the time of this recording. Um, just towards the end of um, International Women's Month. Um, so, on the top of our list when we first started this, when we first sat down and said, what sorts of things are we going to cover, wouldn't it? Um, yeah, yeah, it was. Fortuitously, came around on our timetable at International Women's Month. We totally did not move our schedule around at all or change anything in order to make <laughs> this work. 
We didn't actually. We genuinely didn't. We're making it sound like we did. It just happened to do that. Like, um, I'll I'll plead ignorance. Like, I didn't realize that that was the month that International Women's Month fell in. So I was just like, hey, okay, hey, friends. I hate to I hate to burst your bubble, and it was almost lovely timing, but partly because of me. We're now in April, which is out of Women's History Month. Yes, I know. Which is why I was sort of bringing it into the just finishing. We're going to release gonna, this in the but, past. We're still going to celebrate this. We're still going to celebrate International Women's Women's two months. There you go. <laughs> we'll extend right. it slightly. Women's um, two months. No, it should be. It's International Women's Life yeah. Time. Life. I mean, for for approximately fifty one percent of the population, yes. <laughs> what are we? Doing? <laughs> true. Um. So yeah, we wanted to do this on women in video games and i was doing i did a little bit of research into um how many women play video games um and what it looks like uh for developers as well uh and i I was looking in a survey conducted in 2020 there's roughly 2.7 billion gamers around the world which 46 percent of those gamers are female so there's quite a large amount that you never would have but I personally would never have imagined there being so many like female gamers. Like I'm happy to see those numbers because it's lovely to see that everyone can get involved in the media. That's drawn me to my one of my points that I wanted to put to Sam in a minute, and to be fair to the rest of the podcast, because my point actually runs into that, and it's something that really frustrates me when I'm playing games. Um, right. Should I say it now? Should I just go with it? Should I just do it? Well, yeah, you'd like it, introduced it and then let Cal yeah, carry yeah, on yeah. with the rest of like the, the sentence that you interrupted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I got well, too that, that sentence was finished. <laughs> <laughs> go on, go on. Basically, it is obviously 46% of gamers are women, which is phenomenal. But why do we not hear about them? And one of the big things in that is the massive... It's not gatekeeping. Well, no, it is actually gatekeeping. Most of the gatekeepers of video games are men. And whenever I've, I've seen it myself, so I play Overwatch quite a lot on PC, which is more of a toxic environment than playing it on console because you have the chat window. So you can quick chat anyone, obviously. And literally, as soon as anyone is figured out, like from the games I've played, as soon as anyone of either the enemy team or our team is figured out to be a girl, everybody who is a man then lords over them or gets abusive, both of which aren't cool when they're just wanting to play a game. And like from the point of view of that, and I've had friends, some friends that are mutual friends of ours, um, who've like said that sometimes they don't want to talk up in a game because if they talk up in a game on a microphone, then it changes the whole dynamic of the game for them. And it's just, yeah. Um, so I kind of wanted to put that as a question to you, Sam, as well. So that was my point, but obviously you don't know I'm all not these woman. questions that I've written uh, down, do you, Wiggy? What, no. what was the question, Wiggy? Because all I have you ever come across misogyny. That? Um, <laughs> I haven't. Uh, but because I don't play online games, because uh, I, okay. I play games for fun rather than for competition. Um, I'm competitive in other areas of my life, but video games for me are just like a fun time. Um, in terms of the like what you were saying about, uh, you know, when a group of men behaving as alphas find a single female in an area, they attack them. 
Yeah. <laughs> I don't yeah. know what else to say. <laughs> like, no, but it's yeah, fair. yeah. It, it is dangerous to be a woman in a lot of areas in the world and online gaming is in can be one of them and yeah. i have a question for you off the back of that and i'm sorry cal i know you've like got notes and shit and you keep <laughs> no, looking at them fine. Really i'll sorry. just like wiggy's already messed it up i'm just gonna, just gonna delete him um I, no, my question on. is is there a is there a way in games like overwatch for you to report those players 100 so okay. blizzard actually turned around and made more of an effort towards it so mm -hmm. one of the things i will always give blizzard like people will always say like oh blizzard's dying or blizzard sold out or this that and the other <clears throat> but they have a very strong reporting and kind of results of those reports framework i can't think of the word i'm trying to think of but essentially if you report someone they can't always feed that back to you but you will see the parts of that report um, like in motion. So for example, the other day I reported a guy because he literally spent the entire game abusing me in the chat. Um, and he was probably like in his teenage years, I would guess from the like inability to spell in the chat. Um, but he just kept doing it. He just kept doing it. And I was like, chill dude, I'm just a healer. I got to heal everyone because he was having a go at me for not healing him. He was a Genji, by the way, for anybody that's played Overwatch. He was a Genji and he was giving me abuse as a mercy. He can fuck off. Anyway, I reported that. And I noticed that he's been banned for a bit because I blocked him. So uh, he's obviously done it quite a lot because it wouldn't have just been my report that uh, triggered it. But get enough reports against you. Get told off. Good. And it's whether a lot of people use those features because, um, like, I, I mean, I don't think I've ever used those, I'll be honest. But I think that's because I tr I just I don't talk to people on those kind of games. And I obviously play on the co on console, so you don't really get the chat feature as such. Um, I tend to just block out the world. And if I'm playing a multiplayer game, it's either with my friends in a party chat or I'm just turning everything off listen to some music while I'm playing it, something like that. But I can imagine it's a harsh, harsh environment for a lot of people, a lot of people. It's true. So the other thing I was looking at, sorry, Sam, are you going to say something? No, I was just going to remind you like where you were in your notes so that you could look <laughs> up where you were going to go next. Oh, that's what I was doing. I was like, well, you just got past your first statistic, hell. and then Wiggy took it completely. Yeah, I mean, the, the other, the other bit, I, I basically pulled out two facts from what I was looking at, and it was that that there's about forty six percent of the gamers in the world are female, um, mm -hmm. and then I wondered about games developers as well. So that's actually, do you, what do you reckon percentage wise of women are game gonna... developers? Twenty nine percent. Developers of women, sorry. Oh, see, I was going to be more pessimistic than that because but then there's been a lot of change in the last few years so i'm gonna go around the 20 percent mark you guys are all that's right if you split it right down the middle it's roughly around 24 percent huh, so around 24 percent of games developers are women now 
I was thinking about this and I was noticing when I was sort of recalling a lot of E3 conferences, um, I was starting to think like they were mainly male dominated. They were um, these male game developers coming out and saying, look what we've got. Um, and I've noticed over the past few years, which is good, that they've started to show off more of their female um, game developers. I remember there was a big thing for uh, Rare's new game. And the whole thing was hosted um, by a woman from Rare. She She's the lead um, lead designer, I think, on the game. And I thought, well, that's really nice to see. It's nice that you're giving someone else the opportunity rather than just having a man speak about it. Um, the I think... I think it's more than just nice, Cal. I think it's like just and fair when, well, yeah. you know, nearly 50% of gamers are female and yet nearly a quarter of developers are female. Those That math yeah. just doesn't add up. Yeah. Um, and I think rather than the games companies like showing off their female employees, it's more mm. like they're there now so they can, you know, they're there Do and the they're job. in those positions. Yeah. No, yeah, no, I agree. I, I would say the same thing. Um, thinking back to it, yeah, it's not really nice. It is just that's how it should be. They're every bit a part of the game as anyone else who's working on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and like the, the 343 Industries, um, the head of 343 Industries, sorry, is I've forgotten her name, but she's a woman. And again, oh, wow. that, is, that <laughs> is amazing. Like, yeah. that's the thing. It's like it shouldn't be a shock, but it is. At the same time, mm-hmm. it's like so. 343 Industries, for those who don't know, are the developers behind the latest Halo games. So, you imagine Halo, a big first person shooter. Um, you know, it's been mainly male dominated. The lead Space character yeah. is a male, a hulking great male character. Um, and you know, the, the CEO do... is go on. One thing I do like about the Halo universe to start off with is mm. that, yes, the Halo games have the male lead be this hulking, massive super soldier, but his companion is a very intelligent female AI. And then in Reach, so if you go back to before it in Halo Reach, yeah, there are more female characters to prove that, and in the books... If you've read the books, I'm quite a booky person. I don't know if anybody knows that. <laughs> if you read the books, um, like all of John's team, there are females in his team as well. In yeah. fact, one of the books, I think, don't quote me on this, listeners, if you have read them, but I'm pretty sure one of the books, the Spartan in the lead is female. Now I'm going to have to research that. I know what you mean, but looking... Looking from the start as well, you're saying about Cortana, the AI. Yes, she's very intelligent. Yes, she's um, the the right-hand woman, shall we say, to this male lead. Who does? But I would also say, look at her design. Like her design is. Are we are we looking at the design for female characters? No, let me finish. Let me finish earlier in the podcast where. You got a little bit defensive when... Bayonetta's nice, isn't she? Yes, (laughs) yes. yes. Let me finish. I am very hypocritical with this because, you know, as as a man... Hey, Cal, no, I know... I don't don't know who Cortana is, but I'm going to look her up now. 
you know, a as a man, game, I'm not it? saying I'm not saying I don't enjoy these these things. <laughs> You're <laughs> like, making it worse, man. <laughs> I know I'm making it much worse. No, like to be honest, I've never really looked at them. I've never really looked at Cortana as a as a, a like a sexualized. Yeah, I don't. I'm just looking at it now. To me, that doesn't seem like a particularly sexualized character. If especially yeah. if you put it next to like any JRPG or anything like that, like oh, yeah. this is a fairly basic, just a shape of a lady. Yeah, but she is one that's been that's cropped up a few times um, when it comes to like sexualization in games or sexualization of women in games. Like she's one of the ones that crops up quite a lot. Um, well, yeah, like she could have like, a T-shirt, can... but. Yeah, but then I suppose it's like she's just an AI. She's also a, a robot, yeah. Yeah, like it's like, and a lot um, of male AI also don't have tops because technically they're not. You can't like just waste they have a fabric, gender? isn't it? Now we're getting into another another conversation there. Like, does anyone have gender? Games. Does anyone have gender? <laughs> Can an AI have gender? Hmm. This is a interesting fact that I'm exploring in my new book, not the new book. So. In terms of the questions, I'm going to start reading them, um, or or ask some of them rather to you, Sam, in particular. Um, All right. So, like, throughout your time playing video games, have you ever felt uncomfortable playing with other people, or in particular, men? Uh, uh, yes, like as a as a teen sort of young person, um, I. You know, well, so like, for instance, when I started drama school, um, I'd go around to a friend's house. We'd start playing on the PlayStation be like, oh, I'm beating you because you're a girl. I'm like, no, you're beating me because I don't want to play Assassin's Creed, like or whatever game it was. I just remember that's one of the games I'm we played. I'm going to cry. Um, oh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> and like those ones are just a bit too much for me. Anyway, uh, like, no, I'm just playing for fun, like. I mean, if I tried and spent as many hours as you playing it, I'm sure I'd be playing as well as you. And so it's often like like the types of game I play as well can often be like, well, you don't really play games. And I'm like, oh, okay, but I do. They're just not that kind of game. See, that made me laugh when you said that to us previously. Before we record this, recorded this podcast, you said, I'm not really much of a gamer. And then came out with some of the most strategic and gamer games that I could possibly think of. Um, but it's I but I don't play play games in the same way that like you two will socially play games like Overwatch and stuff like that. Like I've seen them, but they're completely not in my realm of like a game that I would ever want to play. Like I don't I, I'm not I'm just absolutely not interested to know anything about like that's, that's how I feel about like that sort of game and like Warzone <laughs> I mean, and Call of Duty and stuff like that they've just got oh, absolutely nothing for me in them. Call of Duty. Yeah. No, that's Carl's heard me moan about Call of Duty multiple times. <laughs> <clears throat> um, yeah, like I just I'm... don't get the point. Like, what's where's the fun? Yeah, like. It depends for me, on. Anyway, I understand that they're very yeah. successful, and I'm not trying to say <laughs> no, that no, I'm no, right no, here. No, 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 no. They're just we, not for we... me. Yeah. yeah, like we we will shit on it <laughs> if we think that something's not good. We will say that it's not good, and by all means, say that. Me with Call um, of Duty, pretty much every time we talk about it. Yeah, yeah, and me with Assassin's Creed every time we talk about it, which is why I was so. Then Cal cries Sam. and I cry. Everybody cries, and then we're back. <laughs> like, I w- I would one hundred percent agree. Like, 
I've had my times on something like Call of Duty where I have hated it. And that's normally because I'm not playing on my own. <laughs> like, yeah, I'd, fair enough. You know, yeah, like I, I, I would agree with you. Like, there's a lot of games I'd rather play single player. Um, and I've always felt like that. I'd much prefer single player to multiplayer mm. um, for, for the same reasons as we were talking about just then. It's just like I am pretty much the same unless it's like a close friend I get on with. I don't play with randoms that much. Overwatch is the annoying kind of one that I do. But the reason I do that is because I don't have many friends that play Overwatch. So I either play Overwatch on my own and, or I play it with my sister. And obviously if I play it with my sister, we see some of the aggro that she gets, you know, like I've experienced it firsthand because I'm on a team with my sister. Um, And then I'm like, dude that's my sister and they're like no it's not it's like well don't tell me my family bloodline you don't know my bloodline (laughs) like in terms of your question cal like i've i've not been made to feel like uncomfortable in a sort of like uh like sexual harassment sort of way but i've definitely been made to feel like gaming is not something that's supposed to be for me Mm. yeah no i yeah but yeah that's exactly what i was going for like i yeah <laughs> i think this is why we we sort of chose the subject because it it gets to me um and i'm not trying to make this all about me because it is about women in video games but listening to like when you used to go online with some friends and you would be playing with a girl or um you know my my best friend is is female and she that has come on a couple of times and I've just been having a laugh just like I, I normally am um, and that can sometimes be considered um, almost like flirting or something like that like you're you're trying to woo the girl and it's like no I'm just trying to play a game with <laughs> like, my friend same as everyone else yeah with a friend it's or so I'm funny, just trying right? to not have this person feel like they can't play something. And I'm not saying that to be a knight in shining armor, which is, you know, quite a stereotypical thing to say, I suppose. But I'm genuinely like, no, I don't want anyone to really feel like they can't play a game. Why should they it's, not? The thing is, what you're saying so... there is like, is a is a really general experience for, for women and, and, and boys from when we're really young. So think about like when you see a two and three year old kid, two two and three year old kids playing with each other, One's a boy yeah. and one's a girl at the moment. And it's like, oh, it's your boyfriend. Oh, it's your girlfriend. It's like, no. And then Just like two, as three an adult, you walk into a, an office, for instance, with a male colleague and someone's like, oh, where are you going? What are you going in there for? It's like work. Yeah. Blowjobs. What, what, what do you want me to say? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, I was going to say that. It's like... That Cal said about his friend and how people are like flirting. I have seen the like the extent of how that can go so funnily enough me and my sister have the same surname so if you can see our names on a profile or online or anywhere you can obviously see that we're related we've been in gaming we've been oh we could be married yeah been in gaming loggy loggies gaming loggies it's different to a lobby it's where you all sit on a nice warm log and toast schmores um 
yeah, we've been in the same lobby and people be like, oh, I'll stop flirting. Be like, dude, I'm not flirting with my little sister. What the fuck are you on about? Like, mm. grow up. So, well, you acted like you were. It's like, I'm just being friendly to a fucking woman. All right. Um, and I've experienced it quite a lot because unfortunately I have something called empathy and I have a lot of female friends because I give a shit. And so therefore they don't feel uncomfortable. And then people are like, oh, you're only doing it to get into her pants. It's like. That's literally precisely the reason that they're friends with you is that you're not. <laughs> exactly. It's like, why? Mm. Why? And it happens in gaming lobbies. And that's why, like, one, I wanted to do this podcast. Obviously, me and Cal, you, we talked about this sort of stuff beforehand. But two, it's just, I just want male gamers, If like, if you're listening to this podcast, like, you've just got to have... Stop being a dick, mate. Yeah, stop that's being it. a dick. You've just got to have humanity and empathy. Like, And also, just, not just to women, but also to trans and non-binary gamers as well. Yes. Yeah. Because I'm sure they have a whole heap of shit going on that we don't understand as don't understand. cisgendered people. So... All of the above. Oh, we should be a gamer a as count. a gamer. <laughs> like exactly, a gamer is a Just gamer. Another like... person playing a game doesn't matter yeah. what genitals they have, have they or the how game? they align. They have as much right to play the game as you do. The only exactly. thing you should judge is what they're playing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, Just be like, I appreciate you for who you are as a human, but why the fuck are you playing that game? Why are you playing Assassin's Creed? Why are you playing Call of Duty? Play this. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, that, that again, like you said, we either could be another topic for another time as well. That would be quite a good one to... Also, I have a, a, a daughter and it just makes me cringe because she's a gamer. Obviously, I don't let her play online at the moment. And the only game she can play online is a game where I could shut off all communication because it had to be played online. But I've put parental controls on it, which is Roblox. And actually, she really enjoys the game and doesn't have access to the chat where people can get shitty or people can groom her. So, but it's also horrible that I have to do that in this day and age as well. It's like a double-edged sword. Like I shouldn't have to do that, but I do have to do that because she's female. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And she's a child. Like, no matter yeah. what gender she expresses, like, children are vulnerable on, on online platforms like that. And that's yeah. so disgusting. Yeah. It's horrible. When, when this recording's yes. finished, I'll tell you guys something. Not about, wait, Kyle, cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, coming in the special it's edition like... Patreon version. <laughs> <laughs> no, we haven't got that. Okay, so um, my next question to you, Sam, would be, do you feel that women have a good representation in the video game industry as players or characters or like within the development teams? Do you think they've got a good representation? So I have learned uh, about the number of women in development teams uh, 30 minutes ago when you told me. Um, <laughs> so uh, no, not really. One in one in four, it's not that great, is it? Um, and in terms of gamers, like it's, it's rare for me as, as a, you know, woman of my age that you meet someone that's never played games or isn't interested or didn't used to play with their brother or, uh, you know, still have a, I don't know, they have a switch or something like that, that they just like to play games that they like. Um, oh shit. So it's, it's rare to meet a woman that's just like, no, I completely don't play any games at all. Um, obviously I know there's now 54% or whatever of people surveyed in that survey don't play games, 
but they probably do like candy crush on their phone or something like that um in terms of characters and I hope you don't mind, Cal, but I want to turn the interview around now. Ooh. Do not do not apologize. Like that's yeah. we are here to be open. So I love a game that has female characters in it. So like as I said to you earlier, one of my favorite characters is Princess Peach, because you get to choose to be a girl in that game out of <laughs> so many characters that are that are male um seeming. I mean, one of them's a mushroom, so what gender do they have? They're just mushroom. Uh but you know these this is obviously supposed to be a female character um and then the other sorts of games i play are like jrpg games as i said like persona 5 where these children they're you know they're supposed to be children right they're often they're in secondary school or whatever um are in little tiny skirts with giant boobs and tiny waists and everything is about like the teacher trying to flirt with the girl and uh, so in terms of like representation, you get really good representation, like in um, Last of Us 2 and that sort of stuff. But then you also get rubbish representation, like these uh, a pedo bait. I'm going to call them pedo bait, like Japanese characters, basically. That actually uh, works. Isn't that an actual mm. thing? I think that's a thing, isn't it? It shouldn't be, but you know. Ironically, I, mean. I think it is. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, there we go. I just said a thing that I didn't know existed. Um, but what I wanted to ask both of you is, has growing up as a gamer influenced, like, the way you see women's bodies or women's, like, athleticism or, or like, even your taste in women, if you feel like that's not an inappropriate question. But I'm just interested to know, like, what the no, influence that's fine. I'm, I'm, it has I'll had all this out. You're going to go first, Cal? <laughs> I'm joking, I'm joking. I'm joking. You want to go first? I'm, I'm or I'm going to be Cal's really honest. on what? for Bayonetta, but... When I was young... <laughs> uh, uh, may I just add, fully mature woman. <laughs> oh, yeah, um, yeah, okay. If that's, yeah. You know, but uh, I'm not going to lie. Yeah, like, in some cases, when I was younger, growing up, it was like, okay, that, this is... This is what someone should look like. I mean, one of my first crushes was Lola Bunny from Space Jam. I think most young oh, kids Strong were. choice. Strong like, choice. Strong because choice. The <laughs> 90s kids, Jessica Rabbit. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, you know. Although Jessica just... Rabbit will always be Jessica Rabbit. Oh, beautiful. You know, it's it's like it's <laughs> a tingling feeling. What is this? <laughs> like, oh, yeah. You know, every, every everything that you thought a woman should be was like, like it, it was influenced by a lot of the media that you watch or played. Um so yeah, growing up until I started to mature a little bit more, and then I started to realise that there are lots of different women out there. There's different body types and things like that. And then I started to think, okay, so this is what you think is the ideal body shape, and which is the realistic one? <laughs> you know, right, like because yeah. like which cases, is the actually which is the shape of woman that's actually possible biologically. Yeah. <laughs> Which is the one you think yeah. is like day to day, um, and yeah, I think that's the, like when I was younger, yes. But, but as I grow up, I've just if there's a woman in a game, great. Do they add anything to the story? Yes. Okay. What are they doing in the story? I'm not really looking so much into what they look like. Yeah. As such. And I know we spoke about Bayonetta, and yes, 
I have a major attraction to Bayonetta. I feel like I'm going to tease you about that forever <laughs> but, now. Me too. <laughs> you, tease, you tease as much as you want. Um, but the reason I like those games is not her. I'm not, I'm not drawn towards those games solely for her. It's my kind of... Just a games. lovely little treat for you. It's yeah. just an extra bit of something. <laughs> but if they... No word of a lie. Like, if they swapped out that character, I'd be a little bit like, oh... Oh, that's a shame. But I still it enjoy it because that's it's like. No, I'm teasing. <laughs> but I, I still play it because it's it's the game that I go for more than anything else. So, if I played that game when I was a much younger, which I shouldn't be because it's an eighteen, um, you know, like it's. I think eighteen. I think yeah, I would have been like, I want to play this because there's a woman in there with big boobs. Um, but. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what else to add to that. No, that's all right. Because yeah, I a can perfectly adequate can answer. Take a... Wait, Wiggy, why have you got your camera off again? Oh, why have I got my camera? Why do you keep turning off camera? It's the personality. There you are. I'll finish it with that. It's the it's the personality <laughs> I look. Well, for. the camera You're was off because of my personality. personality. Yeah. No, the, I was trying. Do you mean trying the personality the of the like nipples on women's video games? I don't know. Women no, because if you show that, then it's it's. No, ruined it all. No, it, for me, what I... like blows my mind is when the woman character is stood there and just like stood there talking and breathing, and her breasts are just rising and falling, like separately to her body, which is moving the... differently. Uh, listeners, like... you can't see, but I was doing a mime, <laughs> which is what made we it funnier. It. Um, <laughs> just picture we... it. I mean, saying that, like that. Strangely, that's always made me question things more than, oh my god, she's she's like really nice. So, is yeah, how how's how that physically physics... possible? Yeah, <laughs> how is how that is she working? falling over for the rest of her life, or yeah. how is she not dead from <laughs> literally having ninety percent of her body mass in her chest and her buttocks? Or it's like what, with a three-inch waist underneath it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, three inch waist. And like one would have popped out by now. Like you're do, you're doing a lot of fighting moves there. It's like surely You know like, what? I swear they've just got like shares in tit tape. That's it. Yeah. You've answered the age long question. Universal question. But it's like think... yeah, like yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 So for me, when I was a teenager. So my mum was quite strict. So I never got to... The only game that I ever played that was above my age was Final Fantasy VII. And that's because it was like a year over my age when I was 11, I think. And it, it came out four months, the Christmas before my birthday. So she was like, it's fine. They're not actually talking. And when they swear, it has little uh, symbols. So you know they've sworn, but they haven't actually sworn. Um, and you can't really tell the shape of girls in it because you can't, to be honest. Um, you get a general idea from the original one, but you don't really get like the end. Tifa's a bit in the the FFEs, but ultimately I was 11, 12 when I first played it. So I didn't really like pay attention to it. But because of that, anything extremely violent or anything extremely sexual, I didn't get to play unless... I was at my dad's 
and my dad decided that he wanted to play something that I shouldn't play, but didn't give a shit that I was there. Obviously, love my dad. Sorry, dad, not being abusive because <laughs> I would never have played Desert Storm if you didn't, and I would have never learned that I have to be really economical with my fuel. Um, but also, like Mega Drive games and stuff, there were some really bad Mega Drive games, and then when you go through to the Dreamcast and other stuff. And I think genuinely the first time I ever got challenged. So I'm just going to like drop a bomb here before I saw a sexualized woman in a video game. I'd obviously seen Jessica rabbit. So that was a bit like, that's not a normal human. Then space jam. Obviously not normal because she's a bunny rabbit. So um, what we're learning is like <laughs> rabbits and ladies married yeah. to rabbits, right? Exactly. Yeah. And then and then all of a sudden GTA. But the interesting Whoa. thing for me, right? That it's just gonna like Well, you didn't go like Tomb Raider now. in the middle there. I don't know what times things came out. Did didn't so the original did Lara Croft come out before that? Play Tomb Raider. But funnily enough, with her, although her breasts bounce around a lot, I was more focused on the fact I could trap the butler in her fridge. If yeah, I was that good. is fun. Yeah. And so. And then like, do that obstacle course where you like go underwater. Mm. Exactly. And then break her neck if you jump off something really large and yeah. she just kind of crumples on the floor. Like, I, I think didn't that really came out the year Cal was body. born, probably, didn't it? <laughs> probably was, yeah. Fucking Probably fiends. was. <laughs> but the interesting thing for me. And I think the danger for me was that I saw, before I saw anything sexualized in video games, I saw pornography. Because there was a, I want to say a dealer. Sounds like a really dodgy thing to me. There was a, this is how far back it was. There wasn't an internet where you could go and freely peruse. Someone gave you a video or a magazine or something. Yeah, so there was a guy at my school, (laughs) uh, Danny, and he Name would trade. <laughs> Can't remember what his surname was now. Danny, if you're listening to this, remember when you used to deal porn? Um, but yeah, it used to be like videotapes or mags, and you used to just give him money and he would give them to you. Fuck knows where he got them from. Or no, I do remember actually where he got them from. His dad owned a corner shop, but we didn't know that at the time. So he was actually stealing from his dad's shop. Um just Danny's dad, if you didn't know that. <laughs> Danny, I've really like proper dealt you a bad hand there but yeah <laughs> be listening so to this you'll like, turn to him and be like my <laughs> and i think the funny thing for me was i went through an entire cycle then in my early 20s where i was torn between the way that my mum had brought me up which was like fully because she was a single mum i was all about respecting women i was all about doing this and then pornography which to be honest as a man it was like well, I should, you know, I should appreciate women for being women and this, that and the other. And then, but what is that man doing? And it's just an orbit. So it never came down to video games for me. And whenever I saw those characters in video games, I like, like Sam, I've played JRPGs. They were my like big thing. So in JRPGs, I kind of just came around to the point of accepting that they just were not humanly possible most of the time. Like I'd look at them and go, there's just no physical possibility that I would ever meet someone like that. Because if I did, they would have been grown in a lab and 
will die shortly. Does that make sense? Did that answer your yeah. question, Sam? Yeah, thank you. In a roundabout way. So the next question would be, does it deter you from playing certain titles, Sam? So if you saw some of the things that we were talking about, um, would that deter you from playing something? Uh, I'd like to say no, because uh, you guys have met me. I'm stubborn as fuck. So, like, I... Me? Yeah. So <laughs> I now kind of uh, uh, refuse to not be accepted anywhere because I have, you know, I am a person. I have a right to be there. If if I've bought a game, I have the right to play the game. If I've bought a stupid expensive online pass to play the game, I have the right to be there and to do that because my time and money is as good as anyone else's. Um, however, the thing that deters me is the um, uh, over-masculinity of those games, uh, by which I also mean, like, as we were talking about before, like the characters and the way that they're, the female characters and the way that they physically look feels super, super inaccessible as it's just like, oh, I'm just watching, like, like I said a minute ago, like pedo bait. I'm just watching something that's built for, literally it's built for men's eyes. And a lot of the time you see a female character and you're like, oh, you're, you're made by a man that hates women. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, in terms of like that, that online abuse and stuff, I'd probably be more likely to be the one, like I'd dig out a headset and start yelling at the man to tell him to fuck off more than I would uh, like cry about it. But obviously because it's safe, because I'm, I would just be in my home. I would just be in a safe place, you know? Yeah. True. Nice it's, I mean, it's... I just had a question. It's completely gone from my head. It's a great sentence. Good, because the amount of times you've stolen my fucking stuff. Yeah, or interrupted <laughs> me. Um, no, I think as we'd love to live in a world where women could be strong, but we also would want to live in a world where women shouldn't feel that they have to be strong all the time, if that makes sense. I think that's like, really true for men, though, as well. In, oh, yeah. You know, like, that's part of what oh, feminism is about is toxic masculinity. Oh, and it, it can't always be the role of he, either man or woman to be strong for no reason or yeah. for no reason so i guess that leads into it now because it's part of feminism as you say is getting rid of toxic masculinity you like trying to like and that's something i'm incredibly passionate about you both know that um and that's and we've talked about that we talked about this briefly cal a few podcasts ago with moby i think mm. about call of duty and like I'm not naming names, but there are people in our lives, either collectively or apart from our lives. And yeah. that toxic masculinity comes out in those party games to the point where these people, these that are supposed to be friends, become super abusive to one or two individuals because they don't kind of keep the high level of what they expect for this game. Um, and that abuse does turn sour pretty quickly. And there's no perception from the other side, at least I don't think there is, other side of what that causes in a person. So they become so like, I would say macho, so like lads, 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 so like bigging it up. 
um, and then put down the other person. Now, if you are someone in touch with your emotions, if you're a guy who's like, I'm like, I get offended quite easily, but most of the time I can hide it. Do you know what I mean? Like, because of my mental health, sometimes I'll be like, oh, so funny. And then other times I'll be like, oh, God. Um, it's, it's just not a nice place to be in. And it's taking the thing you want to avoid from the wider world and seeing it in your friends. And that's like, that changes your perception. Like my perception of several people that some people that we collectively know and some people that I used to know in my own life and some people that I still know in my life. So a lot of them I got rid of because I was like, I'm not playing games with you. You're a horrible individual. Um, but the, my respect for them just goes because it's like, I've come online to play a fun game that you've all invited me to play with you. You know, I, in fact, at this point, I bought a game because everybody in the in a particular circle wanted me to play it with them and then spent the whole time berating me because I wasn't very good at the game that I'd literally only just bought to be there. Do you know what I mean? And that is one of the things that really, I really, really hate about guys in some situations. And so actually, like, my sister will rip into me because she's my sister, right? But I actually sometimes enjoy playing games with her more because it never gets abusive. It's never about me. It's to me, if you know what I mean. It's never like direct yeah. abuse. Um, and that goes the same for some of my other female friends, you know, like, um, yeah, just like I prefer playing games with women because they're not, they're not as abusive. Yeah. The banter's oh, there. Might. But they don't go straight for the heart. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Um, and then obviously I've got you, Cal, and we play and we're never like that. Do you know what I mean? And then you've got Moby who's been on the podcast before. Those of you that have listened, like Moby, he's super chill. He's never like that. Um, and then you've got other people that kind of flip between the two. And it's like, but I get why they do that. So I'm not going to say that that's wrong. You know, sometimes you have to do what you need to to survive and the horrible thing about that is that women have to do that a hundred times more than men do in that environment do you know what i mean so mm. you have to do what you i think am i making sense sam you would have to do more to survive than i would in a similar situation uh, does that make sense yeah it makes sense i can't like obviously i can't comment on that because as i've said i i don't I don't play games online. Uh, I can see where, uh, like, like laddie banter could become a like absolutely. You can see where that that can become offensive. But I think in in all of those situations, it's completely performative, and all it would take in those situations is for one person to be able to stand up and call out and say, "Hang on, guys, you're being you, you're actually being really offensive, or you're you know you're being abusive. Can you stop?" and uh, I think most people would then take a second look at themselves. And I think it's the role of feminists and of allies to to do that sort of thing. It's funny you say that. In one in one instance, that did work because I took a little bit of your stubbornness because we'd had a conversation earlier in the day and I was like, no, fuck this. You're what would being... Sam do? <laughs> yeah. Um, 
But I tried that with some mutual individuals and just didn't work. It backfired on me. So I just don't play in that situation anymore. Right. But I think it needs to, the conversation needs to happen. You know, the conversation needs to be out there. So I just want to say that. So that's my five cents. <laughs> my final question from me um, for you, Sam, would be what would you do to make changes in the industry and make it better for women? Or, or what do you feel should be changed in the industry? Ch -ch -ch changes. Turn and face the change. Ch -ch changes. That's a very interesting question, Cal. Um, what would I change? Uh, I think, like, uh, a global requirement for female characters to be dressed appropriately. For instance, uh, armour that actually is protective, like, no midriffs out, because what male characters do you have, apart from, like, I don't know, uh, like, God of War style, like, not really wearing a lot of armour characters uh, who have, like, so much exposed skin or... Uh, you know, you don't need little nipple holders in your breastplates, right? Because they'll just flatten. It's okay. You don't need to make sure they've got room. Um, yeah, that never made sense to me. And like, uh, you know, practical haircuts. And I'm not saying like sensible shoes, but sensible shoes, man. Because like some of the shit they're doing would not be easy dressed the way that they're dressed. Um, so I think actually, if there's something practical like a change, it would be for a games developer to have to do some of the moves in the outfit they want their female character to play. That's quite good. That's, that's, that's quite good, actually. That's a so very good that way would be my like, practical change. Ooh. I wonder if the invent the kind of invention and integration more and more of mocap into games design will ultimately affect that. Because, uh, no, so it doesn't. So I've got a, I've oh, got a friend not? who's a mocap actor, um, and her body has been manipulated and changed uh, to, to, to more represent, yeah, this this idealized version. Um, oh, I had a dream. I just that think it like just faded. So I'm guessing in, you... in terms of like in the, like culture and stuff like that, um, just a more robust reporting procedure so like you said there is that one available but some people would just disconnect from the game oh i don't want to play with that guy because he's sexist and just leave instead of like that sort of reporting process um and you know there's going to be 80 percent of people are not going to report it they're just going to ignore it or leave or even just not care um and then i also think for like like to have women's safety spaces <laughs> online to play stuff like that and I'm not talking in a like snowflakey, oh my God, women need a safe space. I mean, we do. Um, but to have those as specific areas. Women only lobbies and stuff. So. Women only lobbies. Yeah. And it, not to like, I don't know, compare tampons or whatever, but just to literally play the game in the same way that they would, but without that risk of, of abuse. Mm. And, yeah, you know, if that were to happen, if, if some, you know, teenage boys were to like infiltrate the women's only lobby there would still be a majority women there that would then be able to safely report and remove those individuals you know yeah or yeah, no, yeah, to be fair i think the average teenage boy if he did infiltrate a woman's lobby would be far more intimidated than saying the stuff he would say around his mates mm. it's just my 
estimation of stupid teenage boys. And I, I agree with what you mean. Like my brand new is, enemy. None of this is like sensitive snowflake stuff because, uh, like, I'll admit, like, I'm, <laughs> I, it, it, some things annoy me with how snowflakey people can be with stuff, but I don't think anything like this is is really classed as snowflakey. This is just a, this is an issue that needs to be resolved really and make ev- and make women feel comfortable playing games they want to play and live in a world that accepts them for who they are um and i think a lot of the onus of that is on developers to make sure they have more women present in their developing teams but as well mm. in their marketing teams and in their like network support and in their moderating teams uh, like to make sure they've got more women in all aspects of their business so that they're not then overlooked at those at those points at those milestones that women are either abused yeah. or victimized or harass- whatever that looks like in in their realm um yeah that was it that was the end of my thought i then looked gotta at my be, wine. it's got to be specific to certain cultures as well because you can't the difficulty is obviously every culture has a like i don't want to say well no it is a problem a lot of like cultures look at women differently but wrongly if you know what i mean so the, the type like, of wrong, well, what's, in, what's wrong in the UK? Yeah, so yeah. what's wrong to us to be treating women in the UK is different to what's wrong about treating women in the US to what's wrong about treating women in China to what's wrong about treating women in Japan and the perceptions and stuff. Um, because, for example, if you play a Japanese game, JRPG, they are always those like super young girls with physically impossible bodies. Do you know what I mean? Whereas if you play an American game, the sexualized version of that is often like really tight tops and armor with nipple slots that doesn't protect you in any way. Do you know what I mean? Um, and so in each culture, there needs to be people from say, that culture. Yeah, I enjoyed the phrase nipple slots. Carry on. <laughs> <laughs> um I saw, it. I think the thing that... I think you distracted with nipple slots in. <laughs> nipple slots. You're saying that there needs to be representation in, of each culture in those. But I think, like, uh, the media really informs culture. So it informs pop culture, right? It's what is the biggest, uh, highest grossing form of media. For, and it has been for years now. So I think were these giant games developers to be able to I don't know there must be like uh, like games developer club or something I don't know like some sort of guild or uh, uh, cl- um, gang that they have that they you know they meet up and chat why not Wiggy's yeah. googling now one hundred percent but I think there needs to be like or just an agreement like a treaty like here we go we promise to increase. Uh, our staff of women ratio up from one in four to two in four. More mm. equality. Um, I think those things need to Magical would word. need to be done. Exactly. Mm. Um, do I think it's going to happen? Uh, probably not. Not for a while. Yeah, I mean, it's going in the, it's going in a positive direction. Yeah, like we're we're all evolving, I suppose, and we're we're all learning, and even looking at gaming as a whole like it used to be dominated or or, sorry stereotypical um nerds like in the mum's basement um you know i'm not saying that never happens because it 
fucking does. But, you know, like it used to be those. You say from your mom's basement. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) um, Yeah, like it it used to be like these nerdy, these these nerdy boys that used to play it. And like, um, even when I was in college, like there was a, there was a girl in the other class um, and you know she, she was she was very attractive and like all the boys would be like there's a girl there's a girl here and she's she's doing a games development course <laughs> um yeah my wife like, oh, now it's a bit like oh just leave her alone in a way <laughs> like but you know i i never saw it like that because i was in a i was in a different group um so it wasn't you know it was difficult to say anything for me like I I felt a bit uncomfortable saying anything which no I probably wouldn't I'd probably turn around and be like you know give us, give us some space a hundred percent and like don't feel bad about that at this point because yeah. one of the big aspects of you know women feeling afraid of men and men saying oh what can we do to help women it's like mate sometimes it's all right like we know you're afraid of the other men mm. Like you're afraid of what the what the oh I'm afraid of men one hundred percent I'm afraid yeah. I'm afraid of everything <laughs> I'm afraid of I... men as a human being and then I'm also afraid of other men because I'm a dad yeah so I have two lots of fear fear for myself mm. but more fear for my daughter and then let's add all of that empathy for women on top of it so I got fear for all of my female friends too so I get it you know. Yeah. It sounds crazy. I don't get being a woman, but I get the fear. Like I can align I'm, with the fear because I have it as a third party. I think sometimes I just live off fear. Like I went to the bathroom just now, looked up and <laughs> almost almost shat myself to see a spider, probably the size of a pea, just on the ceiling. And I I freaked out. But <laughs> you know, like sometimes fear I took this outside my bedroom window earlier, Cal. Oh you can't really see it. There you are. Oh yeah, Cal. Oh fuck. Spider-Man. No. Spider-Man. He's like he's like that. I'm not looking. I I I'm not, like I'm not looking it's, I all you can see is my face now. I haven't. I promise I haven't. All right, okay. So all right. it, but it was like I, this I, big, like that sort of size. Oh no. Proper chunky no, boy. And he's I've like just lost the game. Sorry, I'm sorry, listeners. I uh just showed Cal a picture of a spider. Spider. I don't like spiders. I've just um so there's a little website that I've gone to many times called gamesindustry.biz because it's where you get like business side articles of the games industry. So not the games themselves, the business side. And on, I, kind of conveniently, on Monday, the 22nd of March, 2021, because it was Women's Month, um, they did a feature length article. Um, I'll pop the link on our page as well. So you can go and have a look yourselves, folks. Um, but it's an interview with three of the board members of Blizzard, who are all women. Um, so you've got Jen O'Neill, who's the executive vice president of development at Blizzard. Um, then you've got Lydia, I'm so sorry if I've pronounced this name wrong, Lydia Ottigoni, um, who's also an executive. And then you've also got Sarah Lynn Smith, who's also an executive. So they've written, there's this really long article when they go into um, like only last year, I know you did figures earlier on Cal, but I found this quite interesting, which was 
um, only 23% of presenters from 2020's summer broadcasts on games were female. And for E3 proper in 2019, that figure was 21%. Four out of every five people representing the games were men. Um, and this, like this trio of executives, they want to help change it. But there's a comment here. There's, there's two uh, quotes that I'm going to say. So the first quote is from Sarah Lynn Smith. Um, and she says, we want women shaping the future. Gaming is so mainstream. We want women guiding and driving a lot of that direction as well as men. So that makes sense. I agree with that, obviously. And there was me there. turning around. You, you've just given that fact about four out of five um, presenters at E3 are men. And there's me turning around just now saying, I feel like it's advancing. Like you're getting more women. <laughs> in there as well but isn't it so amazing though really Cal, that, that you felt like there were loads of women there but really there were very few yeah. like that goes to show what the representation really looks like yeah it goes to show like well, well, just well, to yeah, see exactly a few there seems like loads yeah yeah and then the other quote which kind of resonates with me a bit from uh, Lydia Bottigoni I really or, or Bottigoni it's Italian I apologize if you're listening to this if you are listening to this, hello. We 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 like you. I like this article. Um, her quote is: "It has to start at the top with the male allies. The men in power have to do something about it." And it's true. Do you know what I mean? Like, you got me. And yes, you, I feel Carl, like a very wise everything. woman said that about ten minutes ago. It was me. <laughs> <laughs> it was me. I said it. Oops, uh, no, I just yes, wanted but this, to this lady the... works for a game. <laughs> this lady is an actual uh, professional, yeah. No. <laughs> no, like, I'm just, I'm just exactly a little what... bit white wine drunk. That's it. <laughs> I just wanted to clarify that it was a great quote, Sam, because a person in the industry has quoted the same thing. <laughs> but yeah, great so mind. I just saw that. Read the article. I'll pop it on our Facebook page, or I'll get Cal to pop it on our Facebook page. No, wait a minute. I can pop it on our Facebook page. I was going to say you do it. Are you doing all your dirty work? Lazy I forgot dancing. you labelled me as social media because you do all the editing. So I went, oh yeah, fuck that. Is actually going to say don't pass um, it on to me. I mean, I'd be happy to share it, but don't expect me to be sharing things all the time. <laughs> That's your job. Um, right. Well, I I do just have one last question, which is not from me. Uh, it's actually from mm. a listener of ours called Christopher Owen. Uh, so hello, Christopher, if you're listening. Or, hey, Chris. Or Chris. I've been friends with Chris for years. He's as old as me, and we were friends since we were 13. Oh, well, there you Chris. go. I'll call you Chris then. I'll call you Chris. That's like Cal's whole life, isn't it, mate? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I think I was being born when you were... I make a joke, Cal, but I don't actually job, think I'm it? far off. <laughs> no. Cal, when were you born? Oh, don't ask him. Cal, when were you really born again? Come know? on. Yeah. 95. 95. So, now I was 10. So, you were three when I met Chris. There you go. There you cool. go. Well, hello, Chris. Um, thank you for giving us one of your questions. So, Sam, the question that Chris asked was Do you think we're finally starting to get a more equal portrayal of women in video games? Or are they still an afterthought in the industry? I know we covered a little bit of it, but I didn't know if you wanted to give one last answer. Uh, I'm going to say no, because I feel that in uh, currently now, and perhaps this is sort of cynical, in games that they're not an afterthought, 
they feel like a token or a statement. They don't just feel like a standard. So I said this a minute ago, like Last of Us 2, that felt like a real, like amazing choice of of female and, and you know, transgender characters to use, right? But you're not, but that's, it's still a like, wow, that's a, you get to play as a woman for that one. Hmm. You know what I mean? Whereas- no, I- I agree with you there because when they started saying about the like there's a transgender character within it I was like in a non-horrible way I was kind of like so it's like, I, yeah, I, in a like oh I, it's about time that there was some representation there yeah um, like it, the fact like, that people I'm not were... putting that game down at all because I think that sort of representation is excellent like hmm. the fact that that character I can't remember her name uh, anyway that character is yes is um like doesn't conform to that same body type that we were talking about earlier on like just an athletic looking lady right um and the fact that there is a a transgender character along with her is amazing representation but it still feels like a rarity so chris's question was like do you feel like we're getting to a point of equality nah i don't uh i think it going to like a um ruth bader ginsburg quote until it's like 100% the other way, it's not going to be equal. Because there's been years of games with, you know, a male character and then all these female characters with these body types that we were talking about, whose only function, Aries, is to like be all fawning and in love with the with the main character. Just going back to ruining Wiggy's childhood. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> um, but like their only function in the game is to do that, is to be that sort of love interest. Until we have that the other way around, and I'm not saying that that's right and, you know, whatever like that, but there's never going to be that side of it. But until there is that, there's no, there's not equality. Yeah. True. No, I, I think that's a, that's a really good answer. Really good answer. And Thank d- you. Just going just, back to when I said the so bit, just to clarify, <laughs> yeah. I mean, when I'm like, when I'm like, so I, I, I say that in a way of, why should that be a big selling point? Like that. I, okay. Yeah. Like that should be. I can answer be, that. I can answer it's, that. If it's natural, like it yeah. should just be introduced naturally into the game. I can answer well, why that's a big selling point, Cal. Is name another game with a transgender character in it? You play a video game. Yeah. You see, you see a, a male white uh, hero figure. You can see yourself. You can imagine yourself in those shoes. I look at a video game and I see a, a female white character that I can play. I can see myself in her. Um, mm. I say white specifically because I, you very rarely see women of color depicted in video games, except as like a, like an accessory. Um, that's a good point as well. Who do transgender people see? Who did transgender young people get to see in video games that, that represents them? So I feel like the inclusion of, of a trans character in Last of Us is a big selling point because, oh my God, you have some representation in video games. Yeah, no, I can see your point with that. I can, I can see your point. Mm. Maybe you can explain that. Um, and yeah, I suppose, I, I suppose I've never really thought of it in that sense. I've I've always looked at it as that shouldn't sell copies like that's just a nice thing that's been put into it and i'm happy it's been put into it but for marketing terms like that shouldn't sell copies but then i suppose when you the way you explained it yeah like they how would people 
um, from the LGBT community know that this was a major part of the game and that yeah, you know, this this was available to them. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, that's a really good point. Thanks, mate. I shall eat my hat. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, that basically brings us to the end oh. of this show. Um, is there anything anyone would like to say before I wrap things up? Just quite interestingly... Obviously, I was doing research on this Blizzard thing, and then I thought, oh, I'm going to have to go in and have a look. Like, as you go into Google, go fuck yourself. I went on to Google, and uh, I decided to go to the forum of uh, Blizzard, because one of the top searches when you search for um, females and Blizzard, because I knew there was an article, and I can't remember where it was, so I Googled it. Um, The top search armor is please blizzard no more female characters and a person has writ as an entry there are too many female characters why can we not have male characters as as world of warcraft characters these are so like lead world of warcraft characters and i think the the best thing is someone else has just written a post doesn't really have anything in it but it has a list of all of the headline characters from World of Warcraft, right? There are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven main female leads in that game. So female characters with in-depth backgrounds that are heroic or evil, to be fair, they could be Horde. There are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13 male characters. So, yeah, there's more male characters than female characters. So why are you asking for less female characters? But at the same time... Because, only because hey, Wiggy, because he hates women. That's what I was about to say, Sam. Yeah. Spoilers, sorry. But oh, that's why. My point has been taken away from me. Well, make it quicker then, mate, because I got in there. <laughs> but yeah. So this is the sort of gatekeeping that goes on in like forums and loads of other people have jumped mm-hmm. on the news bandwagon and loads of people have to jump in to defend them. And it's like, why have more female characters? Like, not like we haven't got enough male characters, is they're, it? They're pretend, mate. Fuck off. <laughs> I think that's the answer. They're pretend. Yeah. Just like, just add them if the story makes sense. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like, that's why I like Bioware. I won't say any more on that, but Bioware and their individual um, characters and also the fact that you can choose whether you want to be a man or a woman. Which I think... I think I, I, yeah, I, I agree. Having that sort of gender choice um, at the start of a lot of video games allows others to live through the characters they want to be. Um, mm-hmm. which is really nice yeah, yeah. and even like Skyrim that's why it stuff. was my number three pick guys that's why that was my on my number one pick wasn't it <laughs> yeah but like even like um, like Skyrim if I want to be a female lizard fine <laughs> mate you be that female lizard exactly like you own that we, you can make it look good thank you but we I, I just this is going to sound really really fucking corny now 
But I just want to live in a world where we shouldn't really be talking about this stuff. It should just be happening. And we should just be like, you want to play a game? Yeah. That's the end of the can't Enjoy the game. Can't, I think can't that's do that idealistic. Jeremy Corbyn would have made our world so much worse. <laughs> I think that would be lovely, Cal, but it's um it's just not the world, is it? It's that's just not it. never gonna um, happen. And, and until it is, that's why like fighting people is important. And I don't mean yeah. I'm not advocating violence, listeners. Uh I think we it's are. just that's why um <laughs> all right, fair. How no, male of you? Um, <laughs> Ooh, war, <laughs> fighting. Uh, yeah, until it is like that's why you need Sorry, to keep I'll... challenging, um, challenging these games developers. You know. Also, this is coming from, a, a, coming from a guy who's proper tough and and squealed at the sight of a bee-sized arachnid. Yeah. <laughs> so I decided to ask. A friend of ours called Bex, what she thought on this topic as well. I asked the same questions to Bex that we asked Sam as well. So there were no differences in the questions. But there were a couple of differences in the opinions. So have a look. So hello, Bex. Welcome to the Mega Squad pod. Thank you for, hello, for thank coming you along. Very much. Thank okay. you for having me. We got, we got proper guests. We got proper guests <laughs> this time. Um, so as I... As I discussed with you just now we're talking about women in video games and in particular your experiences as a woman who plays video games um i'm going to ask a few little questions general interview style but you know feel free to give um honest opinions um and honest answers would be very much appreciated do my best ideal so when did you when did you start to get into gaming oh okay so um I, I guess that people probably need to know that uh, I my age is an age that has kind of spanned a certain history of video games. I, you know, they didn't really exist when I was born. Uh, so, <laughs> you, if I if I t- tell you about the sort of first experience that I, I had with any sort of video game, I was about six or seven. Um, we were on holiday in the Lake District, visiting a friend of the family. Uh, It was just me and my mum and my grandparents. I'm an only child. I am perfectly happy entertaining myself. Um, But the lady that we were visiting was uh, clearly a little bit nervous that I might get a bit bored sitting listening to the adult conversation. So she goes off into the house and um, comes back with a Nintendo Game & Watch. Uh, which was the uh, Donkey Kong edition, the sort of two-screen orange thing. Hello, choice. Um, yeah, it's great, and I was I was perfectly happy and entertained for however long they sat there and chatted. I think it was her son's, and her son wasn't there. So uh, yeah, that was that was the first time that I got to play with a video game, um, and then. There was a bit of a gap, and then when I was maybe twelve or thirteen, um, my my stepdad came along and joined the family, and he was quite a bit younger than my mum. My mum was quite a young mother, but my my stepdad is actually closer to my age than he is to my mum's, and he had a Game Boy, uh, so I I 
think I remember when he sort of first moved in, uh, there was a discussion about, you know, there's the Game Boy, you can play on the Game Boy, but remember it's Ian's. Yeah, uh, Ian didn't get very much for looking on the Game Boy <laughs> after that. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, played played quite a considerable amount of Tetris um, and a bit of bit of Mario, uh, bit of Mario Land, Mario Land 2. Bit of Gargoyles Quest. I was rubbish at that one though. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you've gone so, yeah. for like a, you've gone for a stellar startup. <laughs> like, um, well, my mum's got Vermin hmm. somewhere, one of the Game Watch titles, and I refuse for her to get rid of it. Um, yeah. And that was like her first start, but they they were great. Um, they brought out a special edition Mario one um, that's going to be gone soon, and I'm I'm buying it when we get paid, um, <laughs> which would be, which would be awesome. Um, but yeah, then moving on to the Game Boy, like, that was a good start for a lot of people, I think. And yeah. what a way to start, especially Tetris, the classic. Yeah, Everyone I I it. dread to think. I was thinking about this earlier, and I was like, I'm so glad that Game Boy didn't have what the Switch has, where it tells you how many hours you've played for. Because <laughs> that's like, oh, you know, my... half my childhood. My God. <laughs> Can you imagine what people's rack... <laughs> what people would have racked up in hours just through Tetris? Ridiculous. My Lord, that'd be incredible. Yeah. Absolutely be incredible. Um, well, but yeah, it's, it's really nice to um, to then be able to, many, many years on, be able to like get a 3ds just in order to be able to have the old game boy games that was quite cool um yeah. but we also had a I, I feel like i would be misrepresenting my early gaming life if i just told you about the game boy because we also had an atari Lynx. Nice. this is the tumbleweed moment where everybody's <laughs> like what the flipping heck is an atari Lynx? hello wikipedia <laughs> um, yeah not not oh, great nice to be honest yeah. but um yeah we had the atari links my stepdad's younger sister had a game gear um it was one of those things where like you didn't you didn't have all of the consoles like nobody had a, a mega drive and a snes and yeah. yes we said snes not snes um <laughs> so yeah. you were always like if you went around to a friend's house you know, they they would have the alternative, whatever the alternative game system was. Um, but yeah, Atari Link's probably not one that I would recommend. But you know, well, get on, get on. So, like, obviously, you said about some of the more modern consoles as well, like 3DS and stuff. Um, did you ever sort of venture online at any point, or did you sort of stay in the realms of of single player or local multiplayer stuff um well again the concept of online uh <laughs> didn't really come in until um quite considerably further on um i the first time i accessed the internet was when i was at college and i was doing a, a b-tech in uh media studies with like journalism as a, a main subject and there was one computer that connected to the internet and it was only supposed to be used by uh, like the postgraduate students um, but you know when they weren't looking and nobody else was trying to use it 
I was discovering the internet and discovering that, you know, there were other people who watched TV shows that I also watched and all that kind of stuff. So, um, but yeah, the, I mean, it didn't, I, I kind of went from consoles to anything that I could play on my Mac, which was pretty much Sims titles of various different descriptions. Um, and at that point, like the internet was still way too slow to be doing anything that involved connecting to other people online. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm really quite a sort of solo gamer and like <laughs> Animal Crossing, current Animal Crossing, uh, it kind of annoys me that you're sort of forced to play with other people. <laughs> Does that make me really antisocial? I don't no, know. I, I would agree with you in every every shape of what you've just said. Like I, I've always been more single player than I have multiplayer. I love multiplayer stuff. Don't get me wrong. I love going online with friends. I love playing with them. But I've always been like this this is my little world i don't want anyone else coming into it you can watch it and you can watch me play it but this is my little world i am this character i am this person who's playing this this whole quest to the end um now I've, I've i've always been that and i don't think that's a bad thing in a way like it's it's just it's what you prefer like you yeah and sometimes with some of the multiplayer stuff that you get now oh, i don't want to hear I don't want to hear half the stuff that people are doing. Like, yeah. just just leave me alone. I'm not doing anything bad to you. Um, which actually brings me on to another point, um, which would be like throughout your time playing video games, have you ever felt uncomfortable playing with another person or in particular like playing against men? Um or with men. I I don't really think that I've ever particularly had that experience. Again, primarily because I don't really, I don't really do online mm. gaming. I don't really do multiplayer. Um, so I don't think I've ever really had that experience. But it's definitely, um, I, I'm not. I'm also not. I'm really generalising here, but. I'm, I don't tend to be into the games that a lot of men tend to be into. That's fair. I know, I, you know, I know like my you interests don't kind of, kind of cross over. So, yeah, in, in my case, no, but I, I think, um, you know, I could definitely see how if, if I was into online games and uh, particularly like you, you, go on, you go on Twitch and I, I sometimes start watching Twitch at, you know, 10 o'clock at night and uh, it ends up getting left on. And hours later, I kind of half wake up and I'm just like, what is going on? <laughs> I don't know what I've ended up on because I've just been like bounced from one stream to another. Um, but yeah, I've, I've never personally had that experience. I mean, that's, that's good. That's, that's good. That's what we like to hear, that you've not had that sort of uncomfortable <laughs> experience. I know some people who have, and, um, you know, I've, I've not been on the receiving end, of, obviously, but I've, I've been in that situation where those things have been going on. Um, and when you do call, call those things out, 
as a man um, with other men playing on that you could be called like some some names should we say for for sort of trying to come to defense and that's not me trying to uh, like um big myself up or you know have a have a little violin play out for me that's you know i've been like that to me a person playing a game is a gamer like it doesn't matter who you are um but i i can i can imagine that a lot of people have experienced that a lot of women have experienced that and it, it, it is horrible and it's unfortunately i don't think going to change for a very very long time but what 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 do you think? Do you think that might be something that would change in the future, or do you think there's always going to be this divide between men playing video games and women playing video games? I don't know. Again, it's it's such a, a kind of hard thing for me to give a perspective on, just because it's not something that I um, that I experience, and I don't really kind of put myself personally into those spaces. Yeah. Um, I think, I don't know, I, I'm always kind of hopeful that um, that the world will become, you know, more tolerant of each other and more understanding. But at the same time, I think um, some, some games do kind of naturally attract men in a way that seems to... Um, I don't know, it seems to appeal to some sort of manly performance that they feel they need to do. Yeah. If that makes sense. That makes sense. sense. And so when, you know, when people are in that environment, that's that's where sometimes, you know, people's uh, normal persona, if you were to meet them face to face, can be quite different. Yeah. No, definitely. And funnily enough, you actually segue quite nicely into my next question, which is, do you feel that women have a good representation in the video game industry, whether that's um, as players or as characters within the video games or even the development teams? Do you think they've got a good representation? Um... And again, this is like there is no wrong answer in this. I, I have my views. And, uh, everyone, and people have got theirs. But what, what do you reckon? It, again, it depends on, I think a lot depends on the genre that you happen to be interested in. Um, there's still, from what I see, there's still a lot of um, sexualization of women in, in games, um, which I, I, I find understandable from a commercial point of view <laughs> um yeah. but just yeah. very very odd from uh from a sort of 21st century point of view um in i mean in terms of developers i think for again from what i see it's still a very male led industry um but then if you look at communities of certain games, so like I, I mentioned The Sims earlier, um, The Sims is a game that I have lost countless weekends of my life to. Um, and it's one of those that I kind of have to avoid playing uh, unless I have a very strict time frame, because otherwise I will, you know, 
just carry on playing for the entire weekend. Um, it is one but of I feel so. like that definitely has more female representation in terms of the players and mm. in terms of the players that EA um, works with and, and sort of supports. Um, they can definitely do more from other intersections as well so you know how much representation is there of um you know black or asian women within the sims community for example um but i definitely see that as a more female-led uh community yeah no i'd i would i would agree with you there i would absolutely agree and like you said it it does depend a lot on what the genre is um thinking about like a prime example would be um stereotypically call of duty was always one that you would find was male dominated like all the all the main characters were male um it would be mostly male players uh, online and offline um that is it, it's still I would say mainly male, but that's grown a lot because they changed their their approach to it all. Like in the in the latest um, some of the latest installments, you play as a woman. You can choose to be a, a, a female character, um, and you get a lot of, of of women playing those games now because it's sort of becoming a norm. And that's what I kind of like to see. I'm not yeah. a huge Call of Duty fan. Um, I enjoy it, but I I like to see that there's these boundaries being broken. That, not boundaries, these barriers. Sorry, being broken and allowing everyone to just enjoy a game for being a game and being a bit of escapism and stuff. But I I totally agree. Like most, I would say again, stereotypically, most of the people I know who play Sims are female. But I wouldn't. I've you know, I, there's probably loads of males out there. I, I don't particularly like that style of game. But again, um, that approach could also be taken to like Animal Crossing, stuff like that. I adore Animal Crossing. I absolutely <laughs> adore it. And again, like a, a lot of males that I know probably wouldn't play it. But it's, it's again, nice to see those boundaries sort of being broken and it's like accepting of everyone in a way. Um, but I've, I've, I've gone a little bit off, off subject. Um, so do you find that with any games that you currently play, other than The Sims, as you, as you touched on, is there any other games that you find that there's um, like a good representation of women and any bad ones as well? Um, I mean, my, my, my current gameplay is Stargy Valley, um mm -hmm. bit of two point hospital <laughs> yeah i can see a theme here you know, <laughs> it's basically theme hospital right and so there's a nostalgia element to it um and a little bit a little bit of zelda um i was never really a zelda person but uh breath of the wild is just immense oh um, chef kiss although i'm so crap at combat in that game um oh, i had to i had to message right. a mutual friend of ours to uh let them know that i'd i'd spent ages climbing up this cliff 
highest point I could see to try and get a, a vantage point and accidentally threw my half-decent sword off the edge of the cliff because I'd oh, completely forgotten no. what one of the controls did. Oh, no. Don't worry, we've all, we've all been in similar situations. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I'm just... I'm not really... Uh, I'm not really into a lot of games where, where there is that much um, combat, to be honest. It's more, uh, like I say, sim, simulation games and um, platformers occasionally, but, you know, mm. it's, uh, yeah, combat's not really something that I tend to have to do that much. Well, <laughs> fair enough. I mean, so if, if there was a game that you did like, say, say it was a simulation game, like your, like your two-point hospitals, your sims and things like that, would would things like female representation, if it was done in a less tasteful way or in a way that you wouldn't necessarily agree with, would that deter you from playing the title altogether? Or would you look at it and go, well, this is actually a genre that I like, so I'm going to play it anyway. Or, uh, but I'm not happy about it. You see what I mean? Yeah, yeah. There's, there's definitely. Um, it's really hard to think of specific examples, but there's definitely been times when I've been like, did, I mean, you know, women, women dress in all sorts of different ways, and that's that's great. But I don't always see women who dress like me. Um, you know, does that completely put me off um, playing game? Not necessarily, but I do think that there's more, um, there's a bit more pressure being being put on games companies now to to change their attitudes a little bit. Yeah. Um, I mean, even again, going going back to the sims it's been really interesting to see things like uh skin tone being addressed so there was a um you know skin i mean there's there's always been various different skin tones in the game but they've just not been rendered very well and therefore didn't actually look like any actual skin tone <laughs> especially if you had darker skin mm. um, so they looked kind of an odd odd shade or whatever um and so the the great thing about things like the sims is the amount of content creators there are out there who if they see something that they think could be improved will go in and improve it themselves yeah. they shouldn't have to um but there are cc creators out there who will make their own skins because it's not something that's provided in the game and that in turn then puts pressure on the publishers to go, okay, actually maybe there's something that we're missing here. And it it didn't happen fast enough. Let's let's be really clear about that. But it has started to happen now where they have released skin tone updates and they are rendered better and they do actually look like realistic skin tone shades. So I think in, in any area of uh, where there's a lack of representation, um, there is a little bit more pressure put on on some companies at least. But I think as everybody becomes more aware of um, 
representation and in inclusive representation, uh, I think that responsibility increases on games publishers to, to get things right from the start, hopefully. Uh, that's a brilliant answer. Brilliant answer to that question. Uh, I apologise as well if there was any background noise, because like I say, I'm not on my own in this house. Um, and it's difficult to try and get a quiet area um but no like that, that's 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 a nice honest answer so like thank you for that my, my final thing would probably be um that if you could change anything what uh, what sort of decisions would you make in regards to women in video games whether that be broadened into a, a, a different genders within uh, the games industry or um, character creation, things like that. What what would you change? What sort of decisions would you make? Um, hmm. See, this is why I, I like think... to do. This is why I like <laughs> to give the questions straight away and then hear your answer <laughs> rather than giving the questions beforehand. Um, but yeah, sorry, go on. I, I think it just it all comes down to the diversity of the team that makes the game. For for me, that's that's the thing that needs to evolve, needs to change. Like I say, I'm you know I'm no great expert. I play a very limited set of games, um, and I I don't necessarily keep up with uh, sort of games industry news or anything, but. Um, if you have a group of people involved in the making of the game who are representative of a wide diversity of different people, then all of their influence comes out in the final product. So I would, I would have, you know, women being taught to code at a much earlier age and that's a that's a really interesting thing from a sort of uh retro gaming perspective from a i don't know vintage gamer <laughs> um, retro gamer is good <laughs> there's there's this interesting generation gap with technology where when i was growing up if you wanted to even get a game to run on a computer, you had to know at least a couple of lines of code to even start it up. Now you just, you tap on an icon or you double click a mouse, that's it. Um, yeah. And f for me growing up with, uh, you know, we had like a ZX Spectrum 128K plus three, the version with the floppy drive, how exciting. Nice. Um, you know, I I learned to I learned to code at a relatively early age, probably 12, 13. Um, because that's just what you did with computers at the time. <laughs> there wasn't the easy option of, you know, just booting up a game. Um, and then there's this there's this gap where people know that, you know very clever things can be done with a computer, but they don't necessarily know how to code that themselves. 
and that makes a massive difference so I've I've worked with girls in kind of coding spaces at very very basic level of coding um but it's still it, it still amazes me that they still have this perception of I'm not good at this because I'm a girl effectively mm. um and you know boys still being quite dominant and we're talking at like primary primary school level um and seeing sometimes even teachers kind of going oh yeah you know the the boys are really good at this and the girls are you know less interested um and for me learning to code even on this you know super basic level of something like a spectrum uh it opened up the understanding that if I wanted to make a website when the internet, you know, became a thing that everybody had access to, um, I didn't sit there thinking, oh, that's a website and somebody else needs to make that and I just need mm. to consume it. I thought, well, surely that's just the same as what I was doing on the spectrum. So if I know the right code, then I should be able to make a website. And that was you know, that was just part of um, what I understood from that experience was like, oh, you can make this stuff as well as just consuming it. Um, and that's different now because you just generally consume um, yeah. apps, games, etc., rather than making them being a, a kind of part of the process. So, yeah, like a, a focus on... Um, girls coding education and the diversity of the team who make the games are the crucial bits for me no that that's that's brilliant and i i would agree like if only everyone had the sort of same mentality as you and and would it's always been that again boundary of oh no that's a male dominated industry men make video games um and you know that's not allowed for women and it's a shame really because there are games developers out there um funnily enough some of my favorite games i didn't realize were actually developed by women and like you know when i was doing some of the research um like i found around 24 percent of games developers are women and yet that 24 percent, although it sounds little have created some amazing amazing games and it's like this this should be celebrated this should be like as you said this should be shown to more um girls female anything like that like shown to loads of different people to show and say this can be done by everyone you you it doesn't matter who you are you can do this um and yeah like i i think that's a brilliant absolutely brilliant thing to want is to for more more girls to be able to code at an early age that was amazing yeah because it's, it's so much about how um and, and will be so much about how people express themselves yeah you know and if if all you're doing is consuming apps or consuming games and not believing that you're capable of of creating them as well that's that's a massive issue mm. Exactly. 
Well, Bex, thank you very, very much for, for joining us in the You're little welcome. interview. Um, I don't know what to say after this. <laughs> I don't know what to say, but no, thank you. Thank you so much um, for, for taking part in this little interview. Thank no you worries. for being so honest as well. Anytime. No problem. So there you are. And if you've got any opinions on this or you want to have your say, then we've always got Facebook and we've got Twitter and we've also got our new Instagram page as well that you can comment on anything that uh, we talked about. Closing statements from me, if that's okay. Yeah, go for it. Like it's the court. Um, thank you both for having me very much. Um, listeners, if you like the sound of my voice, can you come and listen to my podcast? It's called Coffee and Cults and we talk about cults. It is very, coffee. very good. Definitely check it that out. Good. Coffee and Cults. Go and check it it's out. It's available on Apple Podcasts and Everywhere. Spotify. Everywhere. Everywhere. Everywhere, so everywhere else. Can you tell us where all the other places are so that we can put ours there? <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's really far it's away. In the desert. <laughs> get, get a car. What, you don't, you don't bury your you tapes can. under the podcast rock? What? <laughs> The time capsule. <laughs> no, thank you very much, Sam, for joining us. Obviously, you are welcome back in future if you ever Thanks. want to be a guest again. Um, we always welcome people back, don't we, Cal? Well, let's see if I get any shit we from your listeners, do. right? Let's find that out first. <laughs> I, I, I don't care. We're having you back. If you want gonna, to come back, we are having you back. <laughs> I'm going to fight them with words. That's right. If you're mean to any of our guests, I'm going to write a book about you. Oh, cool. Fuck off, we. You know you're not. You've got enough books to write. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Please don't. Uh, you got me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I'm. I'm going to echo what Wiggy said. Like, thank you so much for joining. It's been an absolute pleasure and an honour to have you on the show. Um, and as once again, check out Coffee and Cults um, on all good podcast streaming services. Yeah, wherever you found this podcast and you got this far through it. Do that for mine. Oh, don't. It's probably out of a bin. <laughs> they probably got this one out of a bin somewhere. Like, <laughs> scraping off the eggshells and just like, oh, yeah. The podcast, so, yeah, so from this. Cal, that brings us on to the final point, which is what's next time on the Mega Squad Pod? Ooh. Well, this is new. We don't normally do this. Do we not? Oh, absolutely oh, stick him up, man. Look at his face. Absolutely fucks me over there. Like, I, I don't know. Oh, God, oh, you know how long it's been since we last recorded that I genuinely you thought that was a thing we did. <laughs> oh, God. I'm saying you goodbye now. I thought that was a thing. You. Yeah, bye. Uh, find out next Who knows, time. listeners? Next time, next time at the end, we'll know what we're going to be doing next time, so this won't be a surprise to either of us. <laughs> well, to all our listeners, thank you so much for listening, and stay safe. Bye.